0: Hey, welcome back to Point Blank. This is John Kurkoza coming to us from the West Coast. Mo Youssef. Who reminds us that there you can put an I in team. We'll get to that in a minute. Coming to us from Chicago.
1: Todd Sullivan.
0: Coming
2: to us with an interesting painting behind him. George Lucas. Yeah, This is, my <laughs> this is a pretty cool painting, so yeah.
0: Yeah, why well, don't you talk about that in a minute. And holding it all down with a shared universe cap.
3: Ming Chen, what's up, everybody?
0: What is up? What's up? Welcome, everybody. Forgot what he was wearing for a second, but that's okay. Uh, listen, actually, before we get started, um, Mo, I don't know how you do it. It's 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 week in, it's week out, and it's it's almost it's almost as if you've got some sort of uh uh, uh I don't know portal to um to otherworldly knowledge, but. You called this a week ago. We we were right here recording, point blank, and we we're talking about uh, how the coronavirus was impacting lots of people, and you made a you made a prediction that. Um, and this is a pretty sad prediction, and it's pretty obscure. But we were, I guess we were talking about the song Stacy's Mom. And you said you predicted that Adam up. Adam Schlesinger, you know, from Fountains of Wayne, you know, the, the singer, sorry, he wrote the song. You you I guess you had heard maybe he had gotten coronavirus and he was gonna pass away, and it actually just happened today. So uh, it's very disappointing, very sad. Uh, it's not the first morbid prediction you've made, and nor is it the first one that's come true. How did you do it? How did you know that was gonna happen?
4: Well, I was watching a friend of the program, Chris Cuomo, the other day, and uh, he was he was talking about uh, <laughs> Adam. I was talking about Adam, and uh, essentially, Adam is one of his favorite uh, one of his favorite uh, singers and uh, close personal friend of his. And then wow. they uh, they were actually hanging out, and actually, uh, Chris Cuomo also has the virus as well. So, not knowing who gave who the virus, but uh, wow, okay. You know, Knowing knowing that had happened, uh, I know that uh, singers are not really durable. They uh, they live fast and die uh, die young. I guess unless you're in the of Stones, yeah. Okay. (laughs) Um, Uh,
0: Yeah. All right. Well, listen. Right on you there, and 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 you know we'll we'll pour one out for Stacy's mom, no doubt. Not not those.
2: Mo, well, I just assumed you had the power uh, to choose who lives and who dies. That's
0: you better stay in his good side, Mike. Uh, or George, I'm trying to.
2: Actually, before we get into breaking news, Mike, tell us a little bit about that painting behind you. Painting behind me is uh, it, it hung in my wife's parents' house for the longest time. And when they both passed away, um, my the lovely Julia uh, laid claim to it because she was actually the model for the facial and the hands it's a, a a native american right woman and um it's actually pretty cool so uh when we finally moved back into casa de um that was the first thing that got hung up
3: it uh is, is that the indian family that her family killed to claim to that land
2: well they had to clear it with mo but okay yes. <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay, okay. Was, okay well it's good that you memorialized her like that it's a very damn
2: right Listen, that's pretty
0: cool that uh, that that your wife had modeled and posed for something that awesome. Um, my wife, the lovely Suzanne, had also posed for something that she was the model for when she was younger. And I'm going to produce it on next week's program. It is quite possibly the world's scariest doll. It's a porcelain doll. Oh. Uh, it's got a. Uh, Uh, in in an inversion of the trope, it's got dead eyes like a shark's eyes.
2: And uh, (laughs) you're going paint me like one of your French ladies, Johnny.
4: Um,
2: (laughs) But any event, one of your French dolls, Johnny. But uh, but let's get to breaking
0: news, okay? Uh, Obviously, the top story still remains coronavirus. Uh, You know, the U.S. has overtaken um, uh, China and Italy as the number one country in the world in terms of most infected. Uh, We're seeing that 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 yeah exactly we're number one and we and we we're gonna get sick of winning and um and we see that the epicenter is of course new york new york new york city specifically um uh, some of us work there all of us uh travel there for one reason or another have friends there uh and and coronavirus has gotten to the point now where almost everyone knows somebody or knows somebody who knows somebody who's affected so uh Let's just do a quick sweep around. Uh, how's everybody doing, checking in, and, and, and how's it going with corona quarantine? Why don't we go ahead and start with you, Ming? Uh, I see you're over there in the shared universe 3.0, so, uh, so how's <laughs> it going?
3: Uh, things are going well over here. The uh, the home setup has been working well. I've been uh, venturing out very sparingly. Uh, grocery store, um, I had to stop and pick up a couple things at the, things at the studio. When needed, but I didn't take my car there. I dug out my bike and I rode over. Wow! And, uh, nice. I, I, uh, I I found out uh, just how out of shape I am. now. <laughs> so. There's <laughs> a
2: slight slope going up, and Ming had to walk it up the hill. Yeah,
3: yeah. You, you don't notice that slope when you're driving. So, uh, yeah. So <laughs> hopefully, um, hopefully, uh, I get in better shape. Um, but uh, me and Mike uh, have launched a new thing where uh, you know we've noticed a lot of podcasters are soldiering on. They're going. They're live streaming just like we're doing now. And, uh, you know, in the past, we've gotten a lot of requests for to be uh, a part of other people's podcasts. And mm-hmm. we were able to take them, you know, maybe if we had time, which we didn't have a lot of. But now we have more time and uh, we're offering any podcasters out there. If you want me and Mike on your podcast, we'll jump on. Um, it ain't free, but it's very, very low cost. You can go to ashareduniverse.com Mike just found out, and he
0: wants his cut. What's going on? It's right. uh, oh, man.
3: <laughs> Yeah, well, we gotta keep the lights on somehow. So we, that's you know, right we gotta here. we gotta charge something, but it's very, very minimal for uh, you know a few we're, minutes of our time.
2: Yeah, we're we're not uh, bringing people into the podcast studio, so that's our beautiful studios are are wasted right now. Yeah, with the lights off, and um, our landlord still wants
3: money. Bastards. Oh, yeah. We got the emails like, hey, uh, your rent's due." I'm like, great. Yeah. Thanks, jerks. <laughs> You're right. Hey, we not, we're all in this together, but give us our money. Right.
0: So, you know, obviously uh, that, that's it's very germane to what's happening. You know, there's been all sorts of relief announced. You know, no evictions are to happen on the personal side, obviously not the business side, uh, the government, both the federal and state. So they have the president and the governor, uh, both encouraging landlords to work with their tenants um, have you guys tried to uh, negotiate it all?
3: Not yet, yeah. but uh, I think um, I think we may have a case, though. I think everybody has a I case right now. Involved.
4: Yeah, for sure. For and sure. The government's actually giving out uh, interest-free loans, so you can actually. It may be better just to pay off the rent uh, with one of those interest-free loans, and keep your money, uh, you know, as a reserve or something. Yeah. Interesting. All right. You, you don't want to uh, invest it right now. <laughs>
1: Uh, in a perfect time to buy.
4: I, I was gonna say, Mo. I just. I, I don't. I don't think the. uh it, It's hit bottom. But um, all right. Please,
1: so please let us know, Mo. most <laughs> <listen, laughs> Mosterdomit. This, this is or the guy. This is the guy you want you know.
4: to listen to.
2: Yeah. Um, if I were I mean, Alan Greenspan, I'd be sweating right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, Todd.
2: What's going on out there in Chicago?
1: uh we're all good out here man slowly uh going insane uh with nine uh live beings in my household right now but um everyone's doing everyone's doing great it had a beautiful day we we're outside all day today um you mentioned you know everyone kind of knowing somebody i've got my first Is actually my boss um isn't confirmed yet, but he was ill for a bit he felt better and then it hit on again and he's uh he's pretty sure he was in contact with someone who was who was who tested positive and he thinks he And his family have got it. And literally about 30 seconds ago, he shot a note to a handful of us who were checking in on him to say they're all hanging in there, feeling exhausted and feverish. But fortunately, no respiratory issues, just trying to rest, drink lots of fluid, hanging in. So uh, shout out to Mike Harp. He may, I mean, who knows if he's uh, bedridden, maybe he's firing up the old Facebook and listening to this in in a feverish stupor. Um, I apologize for whatever hallucinations this podcast might give you. But no, uh, we're, we're doing good. The um, Chicago closed down Lakefront Drive. So I, I don't know if you guys have had any of the major sort of thoroughfares. Um, there were people just would not stop going out, running and congregating and all of that. So the mayor just shut it all down. Um, so I'm fortunate that we've got some space to, to run around. I can't imagine, you know, having lived in some small apartments in my days, if uh, I was stuck in one and couldn't get out uh, out on, onto the lake shore or anything like that. I would really be going nuts, but we're good. Dog's great. Um, had the had the little puppy for about a week and a half now, and um, she's fantastic. Kids love it. So yeah, I can't complain. Thank God.
0: Have we considered changing the puppy's
1: name uh, to anything topical? <laughs> or we're gonna stick with what noodle? It is the noodle. I I, I told you I made a push for Corona. Yeah. Uh, I made a push for Covida. But for some reason, (laughs) my wife seemed to think that that wasn't the. uh, Well,
0: that sounds more like an erectile dysfunction drug, but I'm on uh,
1: the right now. George (laughs) sent me a few in the mail.
0: You know, you mentioned your boss and obviously we hope Mike gets well. Uh, We've had a couple of members of the L'Oreal family uh, have already been uh, been hit and we've been given notices. Uh, Nobody that. That in my case, and Mo, I can't. I don't know if you say the same, we'll let you go in a minute. But nobody I've been in physical contact with within the last 14 days, but uh, but people that they've seen have uh, obviously passed it on to them. So
4: we're hoping everyone's well. Mo, what's going on? So, uh, I've, I'm sitting here with about uh, 15 days or so of uh, food provisions. Uh, everybody back east is doing well. Um, I got news that Mike, Mike Cansy's, uh, uh stepdad mario yeah um, now you want to wear somebody who's in a very high risk group he's in his uh late 70s had a quadruple bypass you know just uh you know just just not in overall great shape and uh and contracted the virus oh Didn't boy feel well uh was brought in and um was put on the ventilator but you know thankfully two days ago he was taken off the ventilator he's recovering Okay. So it's a, it's a really, really good story. What um, yeah. what what hospital is he at? Uh they're by uh Wall, New Jersey, so I'm not sure which uh which it might be that might is. be
0: Jersey Shore Medical Center there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All, right. Yeah. All right.
4: All right. Well let's so a here. really, really positive story that came out, yeah?
0: Hey, listen. We need those. Uh, so, um, so glad to hear. Thank you, Mike, a friend of the program. And then uh, Mike Z, right here. Uh, obviously, you kind of you're you're a little bit with Ming there, but just how's it going? Coronavirus hasn't affecting the fam.
2: We're all fine. You know, the, Jules was out in. I think I told you this last time. She was out in San Francisco yep. and uh, she self quarantined for. She went out for the first time yesterday. We went over to Casola Farms. And picked up some stuff oh. to do some planting this weekend because nice. spring hey it's spring. spring and there was nobody there so we had the pick of the greenhouse
4: wow that's
0: pretty good I- pretty good idea it's okay mo oh. it's- are you okay? That's the that's the question. Uh, we just had a Richard and uh, tune in. Hi, Rich. Stu Stu, Stu says most retirementists has predicted the death of the stock market. Uh, let's hope that that's not the I case. <laughs> I did just move uh, my four hundred one k in in a big way um, uh, after the the successive down markets. So I think today is the first of the month. We might have we might have just made our purchase today, but. Um, just as far as Corona on this front, you know, it was tough. Uh, John Ross, the intern wasn't able to see his leading love, the lovely Lucy, for several weeks because of the the quarantine that not only that I had imposed but that uh, that lucy's uh, Lucy's parents uh, uh, mr. And mrs. Dr. and Mrs. Martin had imposed. So they were finally able, after fourteen days given clearance to see each other yesterday, and they held hands and it was very cute. And uh, I'm sure that's all that happened. Now, I want to move on to the next point of breaking news, all right? And it's that the movie just keep dropping like flies. So we already we had heard that, uh, that the movie, certainly that I was looking forward to, I think a lot of us here were looking forward to, were Scarlett Johansson's uh, Black Widow, that so that is being pushed back. Uh, two more films that I was looking forward to were Tom Cruise's Top Gun Maverick, Yep. And, the, and the latest film from Christopher Nolan, not a lot is known about it, as is usually the case with his, his films. But this one puts John David Washington in the lead role. Maybe you've seen the interesting trailer for Tenet. Tenet. And uh, and that was just announced that that's going to be pushed back as well. And so, you know, what I want to ask you guys is, you know, are we ever going to see movies in the theater again? Because even after the quarantines pass, you know, do you do you anticipate? I don't a rush for people to get back into the movie theaters. Well,
4: no, uh, really. Do you, go for. It. Really, you see it, Mo? I, I think people are itching to go out right now. I, I see it already. I, um, you know, there there's a there's a strong majority of people that if you get within six to ten feet of them, they start to retreat back or they freeze, right? But there's this I, I want to call it 20, 25, 30 percent of people that they don't care or, or they're, they're they've uh, you know, they, they've said, you know what, if I just walk past somebody, chances are I won't contract this thing. Uh, and and they're ready to resume their normal life again. You know, as as them for three
2: hours and have them sweat on you, cough yeah. and, and sneeze and do whatever. I mean, unless they they actually cut the movie theaters, they keep the size, but they, right. they half the um, the seats to keep people like a foot away from each other. I don't know, Mo. I don't know. I, I'm Mike. I think they'd have to go even
0: further. I think they'd have to go one every three seats. It would have to right. be one on, two off, one on, two off. Uh, you know, when these movie theaters do resume again,
1: but. That was how they phased out. I got a note from AMC saying that when things were still in the process of closing, that they were staying open, but they were enforcing, I think, a 50% capacity and they were orchestrating it so that you were sitting apart from, from other people. I don't know how long that lasted before they just pulled the plug entirely, the plug, but, but yeah. presumably that may be how they, how they ran back up. I don't Wait. know
4: you're you're captive and and I know I have friends uh and I see it all the time on on social media they're still flying so it, it's the same dynamic we you know whether whether you're in the movie theater which I think is ventilated better than a than an airplane, but there are some people that have just continued to live on you know and uh I'm not saying that it's going to be full it, it won't be like the avengers uh infinity war where there there isn't a seat yeah. you know but i think I think there is there's a a healthy amount of people that will go back and uh and start watching movies, I think, starting in May. Listen, I'm in no rush to get in a plane, but yeah. I would say this.
0: I think the air quality in a plane is a lot better than a, than a, than a movie theater because they've got hospital-quality HEPA filters to pick up all the particulate in the air. Uh, but again, nobody should go out and rush to get on a plane unless like, it's absolutely necessary. I can't imagine it is for most of us. But listen, with, with, with Black Widow, with uh, Top Gun Maverick, with uh, *Tenet*, as I just said, and of course, it just happened uh, last week, uh, two weeks ago. Vin Diesel's uh, take on the *Valiant* comic *Bloodshot*. Again, all of these are either pulled from the theaters or pushed back. So I said, okay, I want to
1: support. Bloodshot's available on demand.
0: Yeah, as I said, I want to support *Bloodshot*. Right? I want, I want to see more, more movies of this type, right? Or at least I hope I do. So I go to see it, and it is 1999 on demand from my Verizon fios I switched over to Amazon prime it's there as well also 19.99 so it's essentially for the cost of one and a half to two movie tickets you can get an at home movie experience yeah. so so I think what you're going to see is an uptick in in premium
1: quality televisions being sold mm-hmm. yeah it's it's going to be tough for them to come back from it because you get a couple months potentially of people getting used to if they decide to release some of these movies i mean all the, all the new releases coming out for the summer, as you just said, are are getting pushed to next year. But, um, this was something I, I, I don't know, Bill Simmons or someone was proposing this years ago. Like why not charge 40, $50 for a new release? And, you know, with my big screen TV and a family of, of six to take to the movies, I'd happily pay 50 bucks, uh, to, to have that line up. If there's a, if there's a way to make that economic model work, but now you're getting a, a, a test of it for a couple of months and, it may be hard for people to go back <laughs> oh, that was a, that cough starting to scare
2: me there okay yeah, sure, I'll... Count them. Uh, did, did you approve your own death is that what's
0: going on oh my god <laughs> are there any other movies that i didn't mention that maybe you guys were looking
2: forward to seeing
4: um, yeah
0: there's one oh, big one wonder that Woman. You...
4: yeah
0: oh wonder okay so that that was specifically announced as being pushed to the yes. announce...
2: august i believe Okay,
0: I wonder if this decision, though, isn't going to come back to bite these movie theaters in the ass because of the reason. I'm sorry, the movie studios, because of the reason that we were just saying when they reopen and who knows, Mo could be right. And people could be just itching to get out of the house. We've seen lovely Suzanne in the comments. She's saying in a closed space like a movie theater. Her prediction is, uh, is that's the last place people want to go. If that is the case. I think the strategy of pushing these back rather than doing direct-to-video home releases right now, they could wind up making less money in the long run. I understand it's a, it's a gamble no matter what they do. We'd be second-guessing them. But uh, I know that these are movies I was looking forward to seeing. John, to underscore
2: your point. The restaurant industry is is doing the same thing. I just heard a bunch of um, of the top chefs are saying that we're going to need social distancing. So mm. 50% of your table when you reopen just to give people that to even even if it's just the illusion that yes got more space. and that's that's what they're they're selling is the illusion of safety right because there's no way that i mean haven't you been at uh, for god's sakes go to an olive garden and not have a three-year-old kid cough on you <laughs>
0: right <laughs> of course
2: and, no, no. Uh, part of the the charm
0: Yeah, I think I think you're right, Um, and it's it's going to be affecting a lot more
4: industries, you know, just than than those ones that we've mentioned. So uh, there's there's uh, just one last movie. It's actually in production right now. What's that? It's called King Richard, starring Will Smith. He's uh, he's portraying the father of Venus and Serena Williams. And so a a buddy of mine, uh, Ray uh, Ray Green. Oh yeah, Ray. Yeah, he's directing the movie. No, is he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So wait, he he took this
0: one over the Jack Johnson biopic that he was going to do He's doing be- both. He's doing both. Wow. Okay, well, in, in this case, he's got time for pre-production because uh, all movies that are in production
3: essentially have been shut down right now. So, exactly, yeah. Exactly. And what uh, and- one more. Uh, did you mention Ghostbusters Afterlife?
2: Oh, forgot about Ghostbusters Afterlife. That's completed,
0: but the release date's been pushed back. Yes. Right. Okay,
3: and that's one I'm really going to miss. That's one I was really—I think all of us was looking forward to. Of that Of course, sure. man—a
0: true sequel in the original Ghostbusters universe, right? I mean, <laughs> obviously the rumors are out there. This is not a spoiler. I have no specific knowledge, but that um, you know, Bill Murray will be in there as the ghost of Peter Venkman.
4: You know, that's one that of the rumors is- I've been hearing. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, let's let's move on um, uh, beyond this this topic. We'll talk about our craft beers of the week. Uh, last week. I, uh, I I broke it to the vault for a Belgian from uh, from our favorite Delirium Brewery, which was Delirium Nocturnum. They're 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 dark, and um and I went back to Delirium this time for the Delirium Red, the Delirium Red right here. Now the first time I had had this, actually, Todd, I was with you and Mo for that matter, and uh, and and George City, uh, we were out in Chicago. And we had gotten this beer at, uh, if I remember correctly, the Costco. It was a
1: craft craft brewing uh, specialty. Uh, yeah, I like to go to uh, near. It's a, they have one in here in Chicago. Yeah, it's, a, it's called Costco.
0: Oh yeah. well, listen, they did. I uh, I was shocked because the Costco over here on Route 35 in <laughs> Ocean Township doesn't not have a selection like that. Ming, I don't know if you get down there, but they certainly don't.
3: No, they do uh, well, not.
0: Luckily, we've got the little silver bottle shop, but uh, but this one um, this one came right from Belgium. We were able to, to to get in contact with the brewery, and they were able to send us a selection, uh, including some appropriate delirium glassware as well. Now, this one this one is called Delirium Red because it is a a, a strong cherry beer, a creek as they would they would call it over there. Uh, coming in at 9.8%. So it's not the most, but it's just shy of double digits. But the key here, you're not looking for alcohol strength, is the flavor. I think it's phenomenal. Uh, ever since that time I had it there, I've tried to sneak it out. I couldn't find it locally, so we had to get it from Belgium. W- what are you guys drinking?
3: Uh, this was a gift from you uh, last week. This is uh, the amazing Bissell Brothers of Portland, Maine. This oh is called yeah. uh, N-gram. and Engram.
0: can too. Yeah,
3: yeah. It is a uh, almost holographic can, and uh, this is a five point five percent ABV wheat ale. That um, I don't, um, I don't know if you have a story about why you picked this one up, but if it was based on the can, you made a wise decision. Luckily, the inside tastes <laughs> as good as the outside, or wait, the inside is as cool as the outside. I don't know what the outside I hope, tastes. I like. hope you're not looking the outside of the, the can. Trash. I don't know outside. <laughs> it's not recommended during these times. I did not oh, lick the can. Yeah.
0: There's a, I wish I could say there was a cool story behind it. Here's the thing. Bissell Brothers is a tiny – well, they were a super tiny. I would almost call them a nano brewery. The entire brewery is essentially the size of this office here, and they're they're quite literally in the shadow of Allagash Brewing. They're across the street from Allagash. There's a little tiny strip mall that's become an incubator of all these little breweries. Um, they actually um, – They actually were doing so well that they outgrew that space. Uh, They took a a second unit in the strip mall, and then they were still too big, and then they moved out and got their own building. So they graduated out, and some other breweries came into that. Uh, Battery Steel is there. Foundation Brewing is there. So in this case, when I went last time, I said, I I just need a case of everything that you guys have. So I left with about four or five cases, (laughs) and that beer was certainly
3: one of them. I'm glad you're enjoying it. Thank you very much.
1: Todd, what are you having? Well, I started off with um, just as a warm up while I was making dinner, something uh, a little bit lighter. This is the, something I picked up from uh, from Binny's, which is the big uh, yep. booze warehouse here out in out in the Midwest. This is from Sour Note Brewery. It's a go- raspberry goes. Oh yeah, oh. I keep that on. I always keep like a six or twelve pack of this on hand. It's a, it's just a nice. Slightly fruity, uh, sour ale brewed in with coriander and sea salt with raspberry added. Sour note makes some really good, uh, goeses. And this one, this one's delicious. So, had that going, uh, finished that up right as we started. And so, I moved on to I've mentioned these guys in the past. This is something that, um, friend of the program, my next door neighbor Mark Schlegel introduced. Mark Schlegel, me.
0: the real uh, MVP.
1: Tax Man Brewing. I think I actually cracked one open on on april 15th last year when we were doing this so we, we're breaking into april now i figured it was appropriate um Taxman's down in indiana i haven't been there yet not far away from here but i definitely want to go because they make some excellent beer this is a uh a, a specialty one so i got my i sent you guys a picture i got my tavor crate today
0: Wait, where where did you uh, say taxman brewing is where are they uh, they're in indiana okay
1: uh i don't know what town here Um Bargersville, Bargersville, Indiana, Uh, obviously. (laughs) So driving distance from here, wherever that is, we can get there by car. I'm sure. Um, So yeah, I got my Tavor crate, Tavor craft brewery, brewery sort of selections that you, you pick out. They make write these incredible write-ups and you pick out your set of them and they, they mail it to you. I got a big box of beers and tax man was in there. So this is um, a belt on the Belgian front. We got a Belgian style quadruple. Um, and this is a Belgian style quadruple ale with with coffee and vanilla. This is called qualified coffee vanilla qualified. It's got a cool um, you know label on the front there. You got a little uh, Axel what's his name uh, from Guns and Roses slash. Yeah, there you go. Um, the write up on this one. So apparently the, the have another quad, the traditional Belgian quad that Taxman makes has won Great American Beer Festival twice. And then they infuse this one with coffee and vanilla, just a Madagascar vanilla whipped cream. Dial that up a notch, and um, it's yeah, it's fantastic. So it's 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 creamy, um, nice little you know coffee note to it, but smooth. Delicious. And uh, we're clocking at, what, 9.5% on this one.
0: Okay, good. There you are. A nice. uh, couple of things I want to mention there real quickly before we move on to our next segment. You mentioned Sour no Brewing. That was the first beer you drank. I don't know if you recall this. Sour no Brewing, my recollection, is yeah. Hammond, Indiana. Hammond, Indiana. So that's two yeah. Indiana beers you've drank there, if I'm, if I'm right. And You're absolutely right. Yeah, that's true. I forgot We We, we, we yeah. talked about our trip, our ill-fated trip to Cigar City Brewings Hunab Day in Tampa last week. We won't belabor that, but I don't know if you recall, but the previous trip we went, which would have been 2018, yep, uh, we actually uh, befriended. Uh, uh, you know, I got to know the the head brewer, the brewmaster, over at Sour Note Brewing. It was a, a fellow named Oswald, Oswald White. I think Oswald White. Yep, and uh, you know, we were just talking about they really hit onto something. Uh, really great, where they, they their their method of making sours has been super well received. They said, "Well, let's go all in on it. We're just going to become like a sour brewery." So obviously, that's why you're having uh, you know a sour offering from them now. The other thing I'm going to mention in the shameless plug department, because you mentioned that you got these beers from Tavor. Uh, I'd like to remind our, our friends out there that are listening right now, the Point Blank fans, viewers, listeners, that uh, we'd certainly like to get Ross Brewing offerings on Tavor so mm-hmm. they can be shipped all over the country, and uh, which we think is a great thing. We certainly want to share our creations with you guys. And uh, in order to do that, Tavor has a minimum requirement. Your beers need to have at least a 4.0 rating. That's 4.0 for life. 4.0 rating on um, on untapped. So if you guys haven't had the opportunity to get on untapped and review the three beers that Ross Brewing has out there right now, which of course, Mo, you know this after the Mowy wet game last week. Right. What, what three beers does Ross Brewing have out there in the marketplace right now?
4: Uh, the Navasync. Navasync IPA. Right. Um Passaic Porter. Passaic Porter, number two.
0: Is our wit out there? And then Shrewsbury Lager. Great. The Shrewsbury Lager. Nailed it. Our wit. <laughs> so so if you can get out there, Yo, get it on tap. Give us yeah. a nice review. Uh if you feel the beer is worth it, please give us a four or higher. And that would be for the Navasync IPA Shrewsbury Lager and the Passaic Porter, and that way we can get on Tavor and the guys like Todd out there in Clarendon Hills, Illinois, or Mo, who's got friends out there, or maybe these beers can help him make some new friends. Uh, we can get this beer shipped <laughs> all over the country. But uh, but let's move on to a segment I like to call, or we all like to call, Point Blank Picks. Point Blank Picks. Uh, I received tremendous positive feedback for a change on this segment last week. <laughs> because we were able to give people movies, TV shows, and books that they can uh, turn to during this time of quarantine and help them pass the time. Uh, a lot of people aren't commuting, and you really have to, especially if you're working from home, and, and this applies to all of us, I would say, with the exception of Ming, because Ming, whether it's uh, quarantine or not, he seems to be working 25 hours a day. <laughs> but, um, but we all have to be mindful. You know, don't fall into the trap. You're working from home. You're in front of your laptop. You're going to work even more than you ordinarily would. And now yep. it's 9, 10, 11 o'clock at night. Um, so, so you know, certainly. Um, all right. So point even blank. in
3: a lockdown corner. Oops,
2: sorry.
0: Oh, that's okay.
2: <laughs> nice.
0: So uh, what we're going to do here, point blank picks, point blank picks. We're going to go ahead and recommend something. Uh, again, it could be a TV show. could be a book. could be a movie. could be could be anything you want. To, to, that you're going to recommend for people to uh, to go ahead and pick up. So why don't we start with reverse last name alphabetical order. <laughs> so Mike Zapsa, you're up <laughs> first, my friend.
3: Why don't we hold on one second? I thought, <laughs> what? Was, that, was that the fire alarm? Is this house burning down? What's going on? No, save the picture. Yeah, save I, the while picture.
2: We're, while,
0: while we're waiting for that, we see that uh, our good friend C.J. Cohen, he said he's uh, drinking in, uh, Icarus Goose and Green, which is uh, uh, also a sour. It's an imperial uh, Berliner Weiss style. And um, hopefully he's enjoying that with gooseberries. Great. And now what's this here? What Green Lantern trade paperback
2: it is this, Michael? It's volume one of the Jeff Johns Green Lantern. Um, his, his epic story run, it starts with, um, it starts with Green Lantern Rebirth that brings Hal right. Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps to yep. the universe. So it's, um, 2499. You cannot beat that. And, um, I, we have it at the stash. You don't have to call me, but, uh, 732-758-0508 and I'll send it out to you or go on. I don't know, one of your uh digital things if you're one of those lamos No, who-
3: don't do that. No, this is don't one that you that. want to have on the bookshelf.
2: Call me. Yeah, this is beautiful. Yeah. It's a gorgeous thing. Uh it's, it's gorgeous uh artwork by Ethan Van Skyver. Yep. Um just this, it's a joy to behold, and mm-hmm. it does look fantastic on your bookshelf. And based me- on the, uh it's based on the Ryan Reynolds movie absolutely (laughs) not Not quite oh my god (laughs) (laughs) so So mike good this is actually well done
0: correct me if i'm wrong here okay so uh here's a spoiler alert for a 26 year old comic but in 1994's zero hour um they uh that was the culmination of a storyline where they took Hal Jordan, our beloved uh, Green Lantern, and they turned him evil and he became the, the entity known as Parallax. And right. he essentially destroyed the entire universe and the entire time stream. And they had to rebuild the Earth from ground zero all the way back up. And so um, then uh, then they, they took some steps to try to redeem him. You know, he gave that his life sure during it, the, yeah. uh, the, the final night yep. and then uh, to defeat the Sun Eater. And then, uh, then they actually – they turned him into the Spectre for a while, yeah. right? He took Jim Corrigan's place.
2: Yeah, Jim and,
0: But it took – I mean, I think – is that Green Lantern Rebirth right there? Is that Was that like 2010, 2012? When was that? That was
2: uh, 20 – hold on. I'm looking it up. Uh, it was probably going to be 2010, 2000 – oh, wait a minute, 2005. Oh really? Is it is it that long? Okay, all right. So still, but
0: they took about about I don't know, 10, 12 years before they brought him back
2: as Green Lantern. It was Re- nineteen ninety two or three when they made him into two thousand three. No, nineteen ninety-three or four, somewhere in yep. there where they made him into right.
0: It was, it was, it was so, it was, and now we're getting real deep, guys, and I'm sure, uh, I'm sure her or the rest of the guys appreciate this. It was 93 where they made him turn evil and kill the rest of the core, and right. then, and then 94 during zero hour, he took that identity of, of, uh, of parallax. And, um, but in any event, uh, they brought him back, uh, you know, he's the same old hero that we knew. Uh, they even got rid of the graying temples. I wish I could do that, me too, and, and um. And of course, they, the the key is they brought
2: back the full thirty six hundred member strong Green Lantern Corps, which now is, they, actually, they upped it to seventy two hundred
0: because they wanted to do two per sector. Yep, and now that is the basis for the upcoming HBO Green Lantern series. So, um, which of course they teased towards the end of Crisis on CW. Um, so, anyway, looking forward to that. Great pick, Mike. Uh, pick it up. Ethan Van Skyver, uh, a, a great example of trying to separate the art from the artist. Uh that art is some of the f- most flat out beautiful I've ever seen, Mike. True. And he is as nutty as they come. Uh <laughs> <I agree. laughs> so in any event, uh great, great pick, great pick. Uh I have to I have to go now and search. I think that's something we picked up post Sandy's. So I think we have that here, but I'm gonna double check. Great call. Todd, what's your point blank pick?
1: All right. I am uh I'm going to do an extension of last week's top three and talk about um, apocalypse, uh, an apocalypse movie or, or two quickly that uh, that could have made the list. I, I watched one this week. I, I texted you during the week, John, that there was one that may have cracked my top three had I seen it in time. Yep. It was A Quiet Place. So uh, uh, that's not breaking any, uh, breaking any news there. Hopefully all you guys have seen that. If you haven't get on it, it's super tight, hour and a half. Yeah, basically four people and about five lines of dialogue, and it's it is a tight thriller, really good stuff. So, Quiet Place was uh, was a quick one that I caught up on this week. But my my pick is is another um, apocalypse esque film from I think a couple years ago, uh, yeah, 2018. This one from a gentleman named Alex Garland, who's uh, in pop culture currently as the creator of the of the show Devs. Have any of you guys seen this or heard of this? I I've, I've, I've
0: seen the trailer for it. Um, it looks very, very interesting. Yeah, is is, really is, interesting. is it with Mac from Always Sunny?
1: Um, sure.
0: Okay. <laughs> it is, uh... But Go ahead.
1: <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> this one is called, uh, this is something called Annihilation. Annihilation is uh, starring friend of the program, Natalie Portman. Yes, yes. Um, and uh, and obviously Benedict Wong, who we've had on several times, and best known for his role
0: of Wong in Doctor Strange. That's right. Yes, there you go.
1: So um, Natalie Portman plays a biologist whose husband, played by the fantastic Oscar Isaac, is oh, into some strange sort of military secret organization. Whatever he disappears. And, uh, the world is, is taken over by, by, by something it's never fully explained. And she goes on this mission with a handful of other folks, including Tessa Thompson Mm. to, um, to go into this zone that is kind of controlled by this, um, this weird sort of force. And it's, it's really trippy. It's a bit horror. Um, it's a bit of a thriller and it has wherever you think the movie is going and wherever, however you think it's going to end or what you're going to see in the last half hour, your, your mind cannot be prepared for what goes down. So, uh, so yeah, it's, it's really interesting. It's uh, one of the better movies I saw of 2018 and yeah, the ending will, uh, will totally trip you out. It's good stuff. Annihilation. So,
0: so uh, I'll just say this, your point blank pink will is, is well received. Um, That is a movie that, as we've scrolling through the movies on Amazon prime keeps coming up and we haven't elected to see it yet. Um, primarily because I just didn't know that much about it other than the cast that you had mentioned, of course. It's a cast. So, so the fact that you're seeing it and, and recommending it as your pick, rest assured at this time next week, I'll be telling you what I thought of it as well. Ming, Let's flip it out to you. Your point blank pick, my friend.
3: All right. So I uh, I received a package on the doorstep today. And uh, inside. Why'd you open it? Uh, because, Mike, I wouldn't have opened it except inside, Mike, uh, were a bunch of brawny battered oh, yeah. stuffed
0: oh, chocolate chip what?
3: cookies. Uh, they're courtesy of the New Jersey-based Route 9 Baking Company. Uh, these are uh, a bunch of uh, uh, a company that I've. I met at the uh, NJ Veg Fest a couple months ago. So these are not only amazing, they're 100% plant-based for any of you vegans out there, anybody uh, who, uh, if you don't eat meat, um, I don't know how they did it. The the chocolate is as melty as if it was milk chocolate. Wow. These cookies are amazing. I can't say enough about them. Um, so you get them, you throw them in the oven for about 10 minutes at 300 degrees and uh they're they're phenomenal and uh, i got to give a big shout out to them so they uh in you know in this uh in this crazy time um you know some brownie brownie bear stuffed chocolate chip cookies makes it just a little bit better so uh thank you It's at root the number 9baking.com if you want to get some some of your own very very I, phenomenal
0: now, now is it like root like as in R O U T? no it's a
1: r o o t root like a, like a plant root root oh. plants root. and nine because we use nine plants in our original chocolate chip cookie recipe okay so i thought that maybe they were in manalapan or something am nah, okay. yeah,
3: but uh yeah root nine root as in a tree root root nine baking company thank you very much Ooh. for the cookies
0: so Ming, great point blank pick i have yeah. to tell you uh i actually cheated on this one Uh-oh. when you made your post earlier today okay I already went on their site and ordered that for myself. Wow. Okay. So, oh, so That's great. I got I to gotta jump on your point blank pick. Now, Mo, I want you to do your point blank pick. But before you do, yeah? what's with the I and team? What's going on here on
4: your shirt? I think this shirt's about T. 20 I. years old. Yeah. And so it's so not just older. Maybe. Yeah. Probably older. And so I was just tired of hearing the phrase, hey, there's no I in team. Well, I put an I in team, damn it. How often were you, you hearing tell that? Me. Just all the time. <laughs> I, I, you know, there's, as, much, as much as I hear social distancing now. So it was right. quite a bit.
0: There, there is a time that Mo is making things more about more about him. He actually said he goes. Listen, there may not be an I in team, but there's definitely but an, there M, is an M E. All right. Anyway, go ahead. What's your point, Big Mo? All
4: right. So uh, many, many of the people who are quarantined right now are doing things like like buying cookies, being being sedentary, watching movies. Right. So you're going to need something to snap out of it. Right. So I've got three things. Oh, right. Five yeah. after. So, first one you could do now is hydroxycut black, right? If you pop the first three days, you'll pop two of these, and then after that, you'll pop four, and you, you'll have increased energy. But what it'll do is it'll it'll really kickstart your metabolism. So if you don't change what you eat, but you still take this, you'll burn more by just doing nothing. Just by taking these, my special. Okay, you you might you might get a little bit of an irregular heartbeat, but you know that's okay. Fine. <laughs> wow. Um,
0: Mo Mo. Yeah. Before you get to your number two and three, yeah, I, I have to jump in. I was with you in San Diego at Comic Con uh, <laughs> uh, when you had to flush an entire bottle of these down the toilet because you
4: right. were having a heart attack. No, no, but but that's different. That's sure. different. They were making those way different than they are. No, today.
1: that was hydroxy cut blue. This is oh. black, no.
4: You pay the extra ten dollars
1: for the good stuff, <laughs> John. Yeah, this is totally oh, different. God. This is totally I'm reading, different. I'm reading from uh, from the website. This one features Yohimbe, a popular ingredient <laughs> for an intense experience you can really feel.
4: So, oh my god. Well, that sounds Make like sure for a porn. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Make gonna- sure to take it before nine a.m. because what will happen is you won't start getting tired tired till at least eight, nine, ten o'clock. So the later you take it, the uh, the tougher will be to sleep. Oh anyway, for those of you, for those of you who don't quite stay in, or for those of you who go out for like a jog uh, early in the morning before it becomes crowded, or post uh, coronavirus apocalypse. I would recommend uh, Amino-X. This stuff, after a long, long day when you're, when you're mentally drained, when physically you just don't have it anymore, eight ounces of this, uh, just a scoop of this stuff with eight ounces will give you energy like the Hulk. You just, It's just absolutely insane. I've used it, and it's improved every workout I've had. So I highly, highly recommend uh, Amino-X. Uh, wait, before before you get to number three, yeah, and before we
0: um, permanently damage any of the point blank friends, fans, viewers, and listeners, right. um, are any of these contraindicated? Are you not supposed to be mixing them? Perhaps
4: I wouldn't take the hydroxy cut with the amino x. There there would be no reason. You wouldn't, but you are. But you you are. just you just said that. Well,
1: yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> You got to be a true professional to be able to go that far. Listen, yeah, exactly. exactly. Or or if, if you got off the market for exploding your heart, Point Bank, I don't know if I'd endorse <laughs> this. So, yeah, the uh, Point Blank podcast not officially recommending or endorsing anything being spoken about right now. Uh, <laughs> please do so at your. Own,
4: at your if your if your weight loss goal is greater than thirty pounds, or it, it is. Than, yeah, if it, if it's greater than ten uh, percent of your weight. Per limb, yeah, yeah. right, right, okay. yeah. right you, you yeah. So here's the last thing, right? This is this is now you've got <laughs> you've got a workout <laughs> regimen going, right? And you want to see results. You got you want this is more so if we had the entire spring to work out, and then you needed like an extra push to get another five to ten pounds of muscle, and really, really uh, show it off during the summer. It's uh, planting uh, platinum cre- uh, creatine. Plantine no, no, sorry uh, <laughs> now now this stuff this is the one where I actually would recommend that you go and uh, and talk to your doctor about before you start taking this because it will have an adverse effect on your uh, your liver <laughs> uh, man, but I, that's great but I've used it before I've been I've been okay to use this now and it works you're gonna you're gonna add 20 30 pounds uh, on your on your bench press in, in a week or two.
0: Now now you know Nick Franco's saying he got his bench press up to eighty five pounds in less than a year. No, I'm kidding, of course. Nick's I think <laughs> obviously addressing weight loss, which is also very, very impressive.
4: Uh, yeah, but don't take don't take the creatine unless you're at the weight where you definitely want to be at, because it will add it will add some weight based on um you know muscle mass. Mike, uh Wow. Sue
0: Greenberg wants to know if Mo is taking Miraclo. The, yeah, uh, Miraclo. Miraclo. yeah,
2: there you go. <laughs> you're taking Miraclo, or just straight up speed, Mo. I'm not sure what it is. <laughs> Wait, that's his fourth year. <laughs> right. Yeah,
4: and get hooked on meth,
2: people, because that'll keep you running too.
4: <laughs> the the overall effect essentially is get get used to just sweating while you're sitting down, because. That that way you know that your your metabolism is on over overdrive, and that you'll either lose the weight or if you're not if you're not uh, disciplined enough, you're at least not going to put on any more. Okay, fair enough. This is a benefit, yeah.
0: I'm <laughs> off, I'm often sweating sitting down when I'm eating meat, but uh, but that's okay. Or donuts. donuts. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, let me give you my point blank pick. I'm gonna take it back to the realm of movies. Okay, we can all remember, and it seems like it was so long ago, it was only 2008, 12 years ago, that the film from uh, Studio Canal, Taken, launched the second phase of Liam Neeson's career as an actor into this uh, mature action star, defying the odds, defying Hollywood convention. And he's had so many great movies that have come out since then, Uh, The Grey, you know, The Commuter, and so on and so on. So... Last night, uh, uh, lovely Suzanne and I did watch one. I thought, you know, cheekily, it was just going to be the the commuter set on an airplane. And it was called Nonstop. Probably came out around 2014 or 2015. Um, wound up being a thriller that quite literally kept me guessing right up until the final scenes. Um you know, I, I like to, to try to pride myself that, you know, during any of these kind of movies, I'm going to make a guess early on, an educated guess based on what I observed on camera, uh, on, on who did it or who done it and uh, and how did they do it and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, in this case, they, they, they had me stumped right up until the end. Um, uh, Liam Neeson is somewhat action-y. Is that at his most action-y. Here he's more vulnerably. Um, you know, as uh, as a um, somebody that's got a lot of problems, whether it be, you know, with uh, money problems or uh, or substance abuse, but uh, but he is an air marshal, and there is uh, uh, some sort of terrorist on his flight, and it's how he deals with that 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 makes this film. Uh, Quite frankly, very surprising to me in how much I enjoyed it. So I would recommend this if you want mm, an hour and 45 minutes. Uh, it's not turn your head off and just enjoy it. It's not that kind of action movie because there is, if you can, if you can engage in some thinking, maybe you can get to the end before I did. But, uh, uh, it is Liam Neeson at his finest, probably of the last two or three I saw. Um, I think the most recent one in that kind of genre right before this, I saw was cold pursuit. This one I find superior. So that is nonstop. Liam's Neeson's, uh, <laughs> 2014. Can I just, um, I just, do you know I, where it's yeah,
1: streaming? I, uh, apropos of nothing a couple uh, on Monday, Monday morning, I woke up and I texted my wife and my wife's best friend who lives out in San Francisco, uh, Alison Howard. Hopefully she's listening tonight. The fact yeah. that I, during the, during the night, I had, you know how you have like snippets of dreams? I had one where Allison, my wife's best friend, texted me out of nowhere, all caps, oh my God, what the fuck is up with Liam Neeson? Taken is not child appropriate. (laughs) What? Nor was it ever.
0: Where does that come
1: from? (laughs) I've not seen a Liam Neeson movie anytime in the past year. I hadn't been reading about it. I don't know where this shit comes from. But uh, it's it's pretty funny that you made that your pick of the week because what the fuck is up with Liam Neeson?
0: I mean, look, I everyone wants to know. Look, C.J. Cullen said he was in another one of these Liam Neeson movies, Run All Night. I saw that one. His son gets mixed up with the wrong crowd, the mafia, and he has to go out and kill everyone he ever worked for to stop them from killing his son. And C.J. was cast in the movie. Oh. He filmed the scene. And he wound up, as so many of us often do, on The Cutting Room floor.
2: I just have one thing to say to CJ. Did the check bounce?
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: you better see you more, CJ.
4: There's always the next movie. Cash that check, man. Uh, I just, uh, I'm sorry, real quick. I just want to say uh, hi to Ralph Giarella, who's uh, who's watching right now. Hey, original uh, and, uh, panel member, and and uh, Jesse Lewis and uh, Richard Durkins uh, from uh, the Notre Dame Fantasy Camp. Now oh, at this good. point, at this point, we also wanted to ask everybody who's uh, who's listening to it to hit share. Sounds good. Let's go do on. it. All right, go, go so ahead. At the, oh, uh, at the count of three, when just is hit the share button?
1: When is the Notre Dame fantasy camp? And are what is the the percentage level of risk you feel as to whether or not that's going to go down this year?
4: Uh, so there's been a lot of chat around that, and uh, it Everyone. seems like there's about a hundred percent chance that it's going to get uh canceled this year but maybe we'll have like a really we normally have a really nice reunion and uh, don't forget that Notre Dame is also playing navy in um in Ireland this year so uh you know if if there's no camp there's uh, there's that you know well now mo
0: you know you've done this Notre Dame fantasy camp and um and you've done that with, with two a days and grinding yourself out. I'm in that picture. Yeah, D- during you've done this during Ramadan. Oh yeah,
1: uh-huh. he's got the aminos going. He's got the the yeah. hydroxy cuts going.
0: Oh. You <laughs> can <couldn't laughs> eat, oh, or drink, or get out there killing yourself. <laughs> now, Mo, you know you've done this Notre Dame fantasy camp. Whoa, what's going on here? Um, and you've done that.
1: Yeah. 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 Sure. <laughs>
0: So, Mo, maybe you're actually relieved in a sense that this isn't
4: happening. What if it would have lined up with Ramadan again? Well, listen, speaking of Ramadan, well, well, first first on that point, yes. Uh, I am relieved because I wasn't planning on going this year. I have some other stuff that's going on. Um, but uh, I'm a definite – I'm a lock for uh, next year. Uh, but issue. speaking about Ramadan, a uh, why why couldn't this corona thing happen during the month of Ramadan? You know, it would have been perfect for me just to sit around and fast all day and do nothing. But now we're going to come out of this, and I'm going to go right into Ramadan. Wow! All right,
0: but then it, it, look at the bright well, it's a, side. It's a, it's a it's a diet, right? Yeah, but look at the bright side. Had it been Ramadan, you couldn't be having your hydroxy cut black. So <laughs> it all works out.
1: Yeah, right? I you, I'll give you. I'll tell you another thing. We're, we're probably not coming out of this uh, uh, by by late <laughs> April. So. You, you, you may still get your wish.
0: <laughs> that's that's true. That's true. But anyway, Ralph, thank you for tuning in. Thank you
1: for the rest of the guys for okay. tuning in as well. Um, hey, speaking of John, real quick. Speaking of um, you know, just a couple of coronavirus related things. I meant to mention in the beginning oh. got to um, just real quick. Two things. I got so I got a, a weekly subscription to the week which is a fantastic roundup of you know everything going on yeah. in, uh, over the course mm-hmm. of the week uh, from around the world. There's a running segment called Only in America, which has two little blurbs of things that could happen in America. And uh, I'd love to just read those really quick to you. The first is the Hobby Lobby chain of craft stores. I <laughs> love We're all this. All Wherever committed. you're going, I already love it. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. The Hobby Lobby chain of craft stores is staying open during the pandemic yep. after the CEO's wife received a message from God. In a letter to employees, CEO David Green explained that while the coronavirus pandemic is certainly concerning, God informed his wife Barbara last week that he will specifically—he capital will specifically protect Hobby Lobby and its employees and groom us to be better than we could have ever thought possible. So oh, wow. So yeah, feel free to to stop in and get all your craft uh, needs uh, <laughs> at Hobby Lobby. They're going to they're going to stay open. They're all protected. Uh, it doesn't say anything about the people. Going in the store, the the the, the shoppers, but Michael's please.
0: closed. Joanne's fabrics, Joanne's
2: fabrics closed.
1: Out of there.
0: But Hobby Lobby's open.
1: Hobby Lobby's open. Okay, the other one is
2: Just for them. the other <laughs> one that, is that Mike? I said it's because God doesn't like Joanne's fabrics. You
0: no, know, obviously not. She did so that she's probably a lesbian. She pissed him off. Oh.
1: Yeah. Uh so the other one is a a Portland, Oregon uh strip club. Forced to close its doors during the pandemic. No, already a problem. Has reinvented itself as Boober Eats, whose scantily clad dancers deliver takeout food to lonely customers. Damn. The owner of the Lucky Devil Lounge says customers are giddy when one of their 25 strippers comes to their door. Sometimes, he says, it's people that are just really stoned. So there you go, Boober Eats.
4: And yeah, they, don't, they don't come in and hang out with you.
1: Well, well, you know, for for there you can work your own champagne room for a fee, I'm sure. you said they're in Portland, Oregon, Portland, Oregon. yeah.
4: Does
0: their delivery circle include Los Angeles? That's what we need to know for mo.
1: We'll see if we can work something out, Mo. <laughs> All
0: right, let's move on to our next segment, Ming, and I believe that we're going to be talking about our top three. Top three this week. Top three are top three TV shows that were adapted from movies. Now, we, as we often do, got a variety of responses here from the point blank friends, fans, viewers, and listeners. Um, Sometimes it was just TV shows maybe inspired by a movie. Sometimes it was uh, the complete opposite. It was a TV show that, in fact, inspired a movie, and they had it completely backwards. But as we often say, the only rule in top three is there are no rules. So uh, this is really meant to be a jumping off point. So we are going to reveal you, the point blank, friends, fans, viewers, and listeners, what your top three were. But first, we're going to hear from our esteemed panel. Ming Chen, TV's Ming Chen. Yes. I'd love to know, what are your top three TV shows adapted for movies?
3: All right. I think before we go into this, uh, Mike had a question. Yeah, let's do about about the parameters. I love parameters.
2: little introduction there, but uh, we're doing all of them. Like, The Mandalorian counts. Oh, it, it better count. Okay, <laughs> all right. That's all I wanted to know. Yeah. Uh, Hogan's heroes Counts from Starlight seventeen. Starlight seventeen. So I Dreaming a genie counts from the brass
0: bottle. Okay, well you got me there. I, I was, I, two out of three ain't bad, as Meatloaf said. I'm not sure what's going on on that one, but um, but Mike, you you can get get to that on your turn. Um, Just wanted I'll- to. Know.
3: Yeah, for sure, man. All right, man, go ahead. You go okay. first, buddy. So, Mike wanted clarification, we got it. So, uh and and uh you know, spoiler alert, Mandalorian is definitely one of them. Uh who doesn't want to see uh more Mandalorians? Uh Boba Fett one of the most uh popular characters in the Star Wars universe. And uh now we get to see more of his tribe. I don't think anybody will argue uh universally loved yep. Mandalorian. And um yeah, I think that definitely fits in the parameters. Uh, uh, Mandalorian started a movie, the, the the race or the the creed or the religion or whatever you want to call it. This and is the way. This is the way, and they expand into a, an amazing TV series. Uh, no argument there. Uh, number two, uh, Highlander, the, uh, oh, the TV show. Mm, good call. Good call. Uh, the the Christopher Lambert Highlander from 1986. One of my top five movies of all time. Um, fortunately, the two movies that came afterward not so good uh (laughs) in in fact two of the worst movies i've ever seen in my life which is disappointing but so when i heard they were doing a tv series like come on like now you're gonna ruin it even farther but the mythology and the the world that they built definitely deserved uh you know something something like a a a drawn a longer longer form tv series and uh adrian paul as uh duncan mcleod uh was was fantastic and uh i think that that definitely Uh, did it justice and then uh number three i give it up for Westworld. um wow i I can't uh i have never seen the original was it yul brenner who was in the original it was was, yep never
1: seen the original but you know now i want to just for you know historical purposes directorial debut right that's right strangely enough from a a, a script he never had as a book yep
3: yeah but what they've uh, managed to do with that series uh turned into uh three series three seasons of riveting tv is uh Nothing short of amazing. So anytime you can surpass the movie, the source material, you've done a great job.
0: First of all, great call, Ming. Uh, Westworld based not only on that film, Westworld, also elements taken from its sequel, another movie, Future World, uh, which was was mostly derided. But they did take some elements for the series. Mm -hmm. That season one of Westworld is as close to note perfect television as has ever been made and may ever be made. Uh, season two was still very, very good. Uh, just watched the season three premiere. I'm going to catch up on episodes two and three when the program is over tonight.
1: Um, going to shout out a, a minor point blank pick for the soundtrack to season one. Oh, yeah! It's all the it's all the piano. Yeah, the player covers.
0: piano. The player piano.
1: Going to throw that on in the background when it, when
0: it, when it was doing black hole sun. Oh, yeah, great.
4: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, great call. Great great picks, Ming. Uh, I don't think that's the last you're going to hear for some of those movies, Michael. Yes. Let's turn to you, buddy. <laughs> Your top three TV shows adapted for movies.
2: I have five honorable mentions. What? Wow! Oh! Zip through them. Go ahead, Mo. Um, <laughs> mainly because it had nothing to do with um, the movie, but Friday the 13th, the series. Yeah. That was awesome. It was. And that was more of a, the
0: anthology-type series, and, and they were very popular at the time. Yes. Uh, Freddy's Nightmares.
2: Well, That's two.
4: Okay. Oh, okay,
2: I see a theme here. Yes. Well, number three, the ghost and Mrs. Muir. Okay, the theme is over. But sure. Yeah. Well, the ghosts. Uh, two things. Two reasons. Hope Lang. Mm. Charles Nelson Reilly. First thing <laughs> I ever saw him. In. Um, Star Wars: The Clone Wars. Yeah. And The Odd Couple. That's uh, an honorable mention for you. That's Mom. an honorable mention because there were so many really good uh, things that I had to do. So my top three are The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. I could go on and, you know, ride on Ming's coattails with that one, but we all, we've all we all
1: seen it. We all love it. Okay? Mohammed's going to get, get the there. Don't, don't spoil anything. <laughs> it's about this guy who's like a Mandal something or other. <laughs> you get there.
2: I've seen it. We almost all love it. Four out of five point blankers agree. Yeah. <laughs> Number two, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It was originally a movie written by Joss Whedon. He didn't like the way it came out. So he said, screw this noise. I'm making it into a TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, groundbreaking television. Amazing. And I've I, I watched it within the past five years. It still holds up. Okay, and my number one pick is Batman the Animated Series. Wow. Okay, Mike, that's a
0: stretch. I'll let you know <laughs> that. Oh,
1: that. oh, it's based, a
2: stretch?
0: Based, based, on a, based on a movie? We, based may on have, a movie.
1: <laughs> we may have had a TV series going before that for a little bit.
0: Same guy did not, that? Not, ba- not based on a... I don't know, 60-year run of a graphic novel? But go ahead, please. <laughs> you're, you're the comic book man. Tell. Yeah.
2: More more based on the Tim Burton movie than pretty much anything. Dini kept the spirit of that. He had wow. that, that old, tiny, like, 1930s noir feeling with new technology, which is what uh, Burton was going for.
0: Wow, okay. So, never never would have... Guess that for this category, but uh, very impressive pick. I mean, nobody can argue the quality of that series and everything in it inspired. There's no Superman, the animated series. There's no justice league, the animated series. There's no justice league, unlimited animated series. All of that comes from that Batman, the animated series. Uh, there's no Harley Quinn uh, movie right now uh, doing disastrously. If there's not a Batman, the animated series. So, uh, so great call there, Mike. Um, I want to say this. Going back to your first honorable mention, Friday the Thirteenth, the series
2: with Roby Louise Roby. Yes,
0: I oh, remember she, being a uh, uh, let's say slightly hormonal teenage boy. Of course, and she. and and, and oh, uh, her absolutely hideous name aside, uh, she was definitely a reason to tune in week in and week out. And I think I see that. Friend of the program, Stu Greenberg, also finally remembers Louise. So um, so, so, great call there. Uh, I wonder what she's up to. Maybe we have a new point-blank segment, uh, whatever happened to. But let's take it out to Clarendon Hills, Illinois. Todd
1: Sully Cool Sullivan's top three TV shows adapted for movies. Go. My man. So. Uh, in doing just a tiny bit of research for this, I, I, one of the first sites I pulled up of, of uh, along this theme had a top 20 list. And uh, indicative of, if you're being strict, how many potential options there are here, number 20 on the list was Lethal Weapon, the series. So I, I knew right off the bat we were in trouble. Wow. <laughs>
0: we the really series tough. best remembered for Damon Wayans, uh, what, getting his partner fired and then quitting himself.
1: Basically, so, yeah. Go, so, go if we're going by by Zapsic rules, then I, I say I say Watchmen counts. And uh, Come <laughs> I'm, on. I'm retroactively adding that into my my top three. That was I'm pretty sure the uh, Lindelof series was based on the movie, right? Uh, is that where that's all coming from? It's a sequel. To-
0: they completely rewrote the incident in New York to be. In line with the book, all, all right. So that's mind.
1: not counted. I've got I've got two honorable mentions, both of which Mike's already mentioned. Um, and these are honorable mentions only because they're two that I have uh, never seen uh, an episode of. Well, actually, no, I've seen one episode of the second. So Buffy the Vampire well, Slayer, man? I've heard nothing but good things about, including from my from my wife. That uh, many people, you know, just revere that show. I've never seen it. And uh, just last week on Disney Plus, I watched my first, with my son and and the other kids, I watched my first episode of Clone Wars. And yeah, it's fantastic. I hear, you know again, amazing things about that one. And just as a tangent, I don't know if that gets added. The fact that I haven't seen either of those gets added to our pop culture confessions. But I need a retroactive to last week. I apologize for not calling out um, what could potentially be a new leader in the clubhouse. Uh, according to my rankings, uh, the top two in some order, and I'd love feedback from our, our commenters in terms of cultural confessions, we've got myself, and I apologize for not seeing Goonies for the first time until I was about 42 years old. Uh,
0: unacceptable.
1: This was, this was in, in, in previous uh, top threes voted the number one 1980s film. I yep. saw it you know, about two or three years ago. And uh, I'll, I'll also throw out John and Mike having never seen one Fast and Furious movie I won't also as, a, as a pop culture confession, yes. and he will never. But I think a new leader in the clubhouse was revealed last week with Muhammad Youssef seeing Shawshank Redemption for the first time 26 years after its release. That but at least be, he saw it. At least he saw it. That, that may be the one to beat. Um, sorry, that was a bit of a tangent. So my top three are, I had number three as, as Westworld. I have not yet seen uh, season, any of season three, and to be perfectly honest, I only made it through about half of season two. But I thought, as you said, John, season one was incredible, mm-hmm. um, and so that's my number three. My number two—I don't know if I—if it—I if it, don't think it was mentioned yet, but um, Young Indiana Jones Chronicles. Yeah. I think uh, I'm I wish that there was a world in which the fourth Indiana Jones movie and the fifth that is apparently in some sort of development did not exist. And they just turned back the clock onto this TV series and brought it back to life. It was a ton of fun seeing, uh, you know, young Indiana Jones traveling around the world, having adventures week to week. Like, why wouldn't that work now? Um, That's my vote for going back to that. And then number one. I think I'm sure is going to be a very popular choice, which is Friday Night Lights. Uh, mm. Just a just a pretty much perfect uh, weekly drama. Every character on it is is you know iconic and fantastic actors. And uh, yeah, there you go. Friday Night Lights, great movie, but even better TV show.
0: What was your favorite part about the Young Indiana chron- Young Indiana Jones Chronicles? Was it the framing sequence with uh, Indiana Jones with the eye patch, which they retconned out in the DVD releases? They don't have those sequences anymore. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah.
2: Sorry, Mike. I know that was your oh, favorite part. I used to- uh, that, Todd, great pick. That's a fantastic fall. So uh, before I reveal my own, we're going to turn to Mo.
0: Mo, your top three. TV shows adapted from movies you've never seen. Go. <laughs> well, hey, it's funny that. you say
4: that because in, in all transparency, <laughs> there is 0% of, of seeing both the TV show and the movie. Okay. It was adapted. So I, I don't have that combination. But I do have three TV shows that I did like. Okay. Uh, so the first one is Mr. Belvedere. Right, that ranks as my oh. number three. Oh, okay. It's yeah. based on a film?
2: I did not know that. By the same name. Yep. Yeah. Wow. It was number t- 42. <laughs> it waited a while. Uh,
4: but it's one of my all-time favorite shows. So I, uh, when, I, when I found that same list Todd was referring to, I said, well, okay. There's, there's easily one of my top three. <laughs> the number Mr.
0: Belvedere t- finale, one of the most emotional finales I've ever
4: watched. So, yeah. great call, Mo. Okay, go ahead. Uh, number two, The Odd Couple. What's better? Story I grew up with. Yeah. And number one, I'm right there with uh, Ming, Westworld. Wow. Yeah. Mo, you're watching Westworld.
1: Yeah, absolutely. No, not watching it. Just thinks it's.
4: No, no, no. no I've seen it. the like, uh, Getting together? <laughs> and, 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 <laughs> you know, if, if given the choice, you know I would I would hold off and not go to camp for five years, save up money and go to Westworld instead of the uh, football camp.
1: Mo, did you know that half those guys on there are are actually androids? I did know that. Yes, <laughs> but I found out
4: tonight that there is a season two and three. I did not know that. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All
0: right. <laughs> i right. uh, great great picks, Mo. I'm very impressed. I'm gonna give my own. Um I had um I had a lot to distill down here. Um I mean you guys mentioned some of my favorite shows, The Odd Couple, uh and Westworld. They didn't make the cut for me. They didn't even make the honorable mentions. Here are my honorable mentions. I have three young indiana jones chronicles todd you weren't the only one watching that i really really enjoyed it wished uh, i could have kept going i'm with you right there number two on honorable mentions the mandalorian the only reason i didn't put it in my top three is it's only been the one season so i didn't i didn't feel a justified a top three spot just yet i'm sure when all is said and done it's going to be there i mean Season one was amazing, and we already know some of the things they're pulling uh, into season two. Uh, we talked about it last week. Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka Tano. Uh, we're going to see more of the dark saber. Uh, it's going to get crazy. So anyway, uh, there. And then the other honorable mention for me was a show I watched as a kid. It was only one one season long, but I really enjoyed Blue Thunder. Okay, Blue Thunder about this uh, super powered helicopter. That's a deep cut. Uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> was terrible. Uh, based on the movie with Roy Scheider, and uh, and they and they took this helicopter into the LAPD, and uh, they were able to solve all all sorts of uh, crimes and mysteries with the uh, the tactical advantages. Uh, looking back, uh, almost almost. All scenes of the helicopter, the titular Blue Thunder, flying during the show were just actually literally ripped right from the movie. They just reused the footage to save money. <laughs> but in any event, it was a show I watched as a kid. I really, really enjoyed it. So now I'm going to get to my actual top three. Um, I, I, I – I try to shoot for top threes that I think are genuinely correct from my point of view. Uh, I I award myself bonus points if they're films or shows or whatever the topic is that none of the other point blankers have selected. In this case, I was not able to be successful there because two of them you guys did say. My number three pick is Highlander, This series. Thank you, Ming. Adrian Paul's Duncan McLeod. We had the uh, the inimitable Christopher Lambert in the premiere, the pilot, uh, where he kind of passed the torch to his cousin, heretofore unmentioned cousin, Duncan MacLeod. Even with the annoyingness that was the character Richie through all of its seasons, and Richie, of course, becoming an immortal himself, this was an amazing program. Uh, the The mythology they were able to craft, the uh, the 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 excuse me, George, I'm going to use this word in a way that you don't intend, but the connectivity between the between the films and the show and between the show itself over spanning seasons. Uh, and then, of course, it culminated in the final episode of the series, if you like to think of it that way, which is also the final movie in the film series, the first film that would have had both Duncan McCloud, and Connor McCloud, which was Highlander Endgame. So uh, I really, really like that. That's my number three. My number two, Star Wars, The Clone Wars. Uh, I think, Mike, that was one of your honorable mentions. Bye. And, uh, and uh, it may have been one of Todd's as well. Uh, for me, you know, after Disney bought Lucasfilm and they said, okay, all this other stuff in the EU is not canon anymore, but the Clone Wars still counts because Lucasfilm is behind it. George Lucas gives his blessing and inspiration. Dave Filoni, who is of course uh, works with John Favreau on the Mandalorian, the Clone Wars is just unbelievable. The uh, they created a character from scratch. The first episode of Clone Wars, we all hated her. Who is this pesky little kid sidekick, Ahsoka? To know, she's now one of probably the one of the two or three most revered characters in the entire franchise. Mo, hang in there, buddy. And um, and so obviously the final season, season seven now, which is overlapping with um um. Uh, the final movie, you know, Revenge of the Sith. So we're getting to see Anakin's turn to their dark side all over again, and it's heartbreaking. And because they're not trying to fit it all into a two-hour movie and try to hit all these plot points like, oh, and don't forget, let's wipe C-3PO's memory, uh, they're able to expand on it and give it the treatment it's always deserved. So anyway, Clone Wars is my number two. My number one, I can take pride. It's a film that none of you have said. I'm sorry. It's a TV series. None of you have said, I think it's the third best iteration in the entire franchise, which includes one, two, three, four, five, six films. This is Terminator. The Sarah Connor Chronicles. Wow. This is a series that was definitely canceled before it's time. You've got game of Thrones, Lena Hedy. Of course, had the series gone on, we wouldn't have had her in game of Thrones. So I guess it all worked out. Uh, but but this series was great. It is a direct sequel to Terminator 2 Judgment Day. It's as if... I'm sorry, Terminator... Yeah, it's as if Terminator 3, you know, never happens. And uh, it's a direct sequel to that movie. They jump from the time span of that movie, which was 92, they do a time jump, Sarah Connor and John Connor, into the early 2000s, which was concurrent when this was taking place. And... um they 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 incorporated concepts from so many of the movies and concepts that would then later be expanded on in the future movies, although not as well. Great, great series. It had so much hype. We were all looking forward to season two. But because it was so expensive to me, <coughs> Fox Television had to wind up canceling the series. We never got to see the season two. That's my number one. But. You guys don't care about that. You want to hear what you, the Point Blank friends, fans, viewers, and listeners came up with. So I'm going to tell you that we were able to get, in a relatively short span, 562 votes. Not too shabby. Not too shabby. Um, Before we get to the top three, we're going to count down uh, even from 10. Okay. Uh you know what? I, I feel bad because the Lovely Suzanne picked this one, so I'll give you the number eleven. It was the TV series Parenthood. Parenthood came in with seventeen votes. Uh Parenthood, uh, and I'm sure that all the people that voted for that, as well as the Lovely Suzanne, were talking about the more recent one because Parenthood actually the movie inspired two series. One came out in the nineties, immediately after the movie, and it starred David Arquette. A pre-scream David Arquette. Uh, that lasted one season and was canceled. That's not the one that people are referring to. So anyway, that's it. again,
1: the, David Arquette, the wrestler. <laughs>
0: uh, sure. All right, here we go. Coming in at David coming Con- in at ten, coming in at, uh, at in tenth place. Tie. We have a tie. We have a tie for the TV show Alice based on the film Alice Doesn't Live Here Anymore. We have Ash versus the Evil Dead, based on Army of Darkness and the Evil Dead movies. And then we also have a three-way tie. We have the 1980s series Fame. Fame, based off that movie as well. So uh, so that's a three-way tie coming in at number 10. Coming in at ninth place, they had 20 votes apiece. Coming in at ninth place, with 22 votes, is the series Fargo. So uh, this is my pop culture confession. I haven't seen it yet. I know it's very well-reviewed, award-winning. My understanding is it's an anthology. Each season is a different cast taking place in the Fargo universe.
1: Chris Uh, Rock as the mobster, uh, head of like a a sort of mobster kingpin-type role for season four. He's the lead. in it taking place in the 40s or 50s, something like that?
0: Wow. Very reminiscent of Sean... Puffy P. Diddy Combs playing the mobster lead in uh, Ming's point-blank pick made, But in any of it, uh, that came in at number nine. Coming in at number eight, with 24 votes, Watchmen. Okay, guys, I don't know how to break it to all 24 of you, 25 if you count Todd. Watchmen is not based on a movie. Okay, it's <laughs> based on a book. But, hey, you guys say it, we count it. Uh, jumping up to 34 votes apiece, tied at number seven. We've got this show Frequency, uh, Never saw it, Of course, I do remember the movie with Dennis Quaid. And then we've also got this series. I'm guessing it's a USA Network type of series, Bates Motel, based off of the cycle films. So uh, they came in tied at number seven. Coming in at sixth place with 35 votes, Westworld, previously mentioned. Coming in at fifth place with 40 votes. I'm surprised. I thought this was top three material for sure, but coming in at fifth place with 40 votes, the odd couple.
4: Oh, really? Wow.
0: Okay, nice. I know. I know. George said he put it at number one,
2: but uh, but his vote doesn't count twice. Why would he do that? Lady Gaga's not in it. <laughs> coming in at fourth place,
0: just outside our top three, just outside our top three, tied with 42 votes. Mike Buffy, the Vampire Slayer, and Stargate. Wow. Stargate the series, which I think, if I remember correctly, even spawned like other spinoff series or something, right? Right. Stargate Atlantis, all this kind of WB type of stuff. Okay, here he is. The number three in our top three. None of us mentioned this at all. None of us. Got to be Hannah. With 51 votes. Carol O'Connor. In the heat of the night. Nobody mentioned that. I didn't okay. think any of us would mention that. But that came in at third place. Coming in at number two. That was, was a great great show, even better movie. Uh, coming in at second place with 59 votes. This one was mentioned. Friday Night Lights. Friday Night Lights okay. came in as the number two. And the number one movie, uh, TV show, that was inspired by a movie. We're adapted from a movie, far and away, running away, not even close. And there's one, two, three, four, five of us. That's 15 votes plus honorable mentions. I didn't hear one of us say this. We should all be embarrassed. The number one show, MASH. It's MASH. MASH. 109 votes for MASH. By far the biggest uh, it's, it's almost doubling number two, uh, which was Friday Night Lights. So so anyway, that's it, folks. You guys, the Point Blank fans, friends, viewers, and listeners, you have spoken. Now, maybe, maybe you were influenced by my use of Gary Berghoff's Radar O'Reilly in, in our Point Blank uh, uh, post that promoted it. But I'm guessing not because this is uh, certainly one of the great series – of all time. All right, we're gonna to move to our next segment, folks. That was top three. John, one second. No mention wow. of Hannibal. Hannibal was mentioned it just didn't make the top ten or even top eleven, as we said. Hannibal had like eleven votes, so all right. Did pretty good. Probably I didn't I didn't plot it out. We can do the math right now. Probably about sixteenth place,
2: I would say. Well, the lovely Suzanne says, "Are you saying Mr. Belvedere here didn't even place?"
4: Oh my god! Apparently not.
2: <laughs> That's awesome.
4: Oh, let's, thank you. Stew- I was sitting here stewing about it, you know, by yeah. myself. So yeah. yeah. Stu, Stu Green,
0: Stu Greenberg. Speaking of stewing, Stu Greenberg, not impressed with the fan vote. Oof, Stargate, man. This <laughs> is. Because goes, goes, when this proves, and, and Stu, I'd actually, I'd say, when it proves yet again, is that the point blank audience is insane. Uh, Nick Franco did mention A.G. Carter. Um, A.G. Carter, played by Peggy, uh, I'm sorry, played by Haley Atwell, is certainly number one in a different category for me. <laughs> uh, we're not going to go into that because this can be a family program. But uh, but I appreciate what you had to say, Nick. Uh, guys, we had a great reception to this mini game the last time we played it. We're gonna do it again. It's upon further review. Upon further review. Todd, take it away, explain what the game is, and then let's get to it.
1: Happy to. Uh, are you on are you on your next beer yet? Do we want an interlude there or you want to keep powering through? Very
0: very brief interlude, very brief interlude. You talk about an attractive can. Look at this beautiful. The colors, the artwork. Okay. This is from Rushing Duck Brewing Company, and it's called Bali Saison, Not Bali Saison, but Bali Saison. It's a 6% Belgian-style Saison made with natural spices. Um, you know, the hold, best- hold it up again? Sure, absolutely, Mel. You see it here?
4: Cool. Thank
0: you. You see some of the colors? Look at that. Oh, and the best it. glass to drink this from? of course, is your Ross Brewing Belgian Tulip. Uh, if you don't have one, talk to somebody so you can get one. But, uh, but I find this uh, very – oh, wow. Good call there, Todd.
3: Ming, we got to get you one too now. I know. Mine just has the Avengers logo on it. No big deal. Overrated.
0: <laughs> anyway, very, very enjoyable, Cezanne. Uh, 6%, so a little bit higher alcohol than you would get from a typical saison. But certainly refreshing, and you get into Belgian funk as well. Todd, go ahead, throw it out to you. So
1: um, I, you're on beer number eight. I'm on beer number eight. Yeah, so I, I finished <laughs> last week with with something I think around twelve, twelve and a half percent, and coming on as a sequence as it did, it knocked me on my ass. I figured why not dial it up a notch. Um, this is one that we've got. It came again in my in my Tavor delivery today. So this is hot off the press for me. This is from Untitled Art, which is um, a brewery up uh, a little bit north. So we went south, of Indiana, the first two. This one's up a little bit north in Wanakee, Wisconsin.
0: Uh, one of my favorite towns.
1: Untitled Art. And they did this one actually in collaboration with the Eighth State Brewing Company. This is a delightful little beer. Uh, I don't even know that it has a name. It, is, it just says it's a Macadamia White Chocolate Stout. But No, no name? Well, it doesn't seem to. It just has it just has the pair of logos there. Untitled Art and uh, Eighth State, and then it's got all around the rim there. Macadamia white chocolate stout containing lactose nuts and natural flavors. I'll leave. I'll I'll read you uh, just a, a clip from. Uh, you've got packed with lactose and real macadamia nuts for decadently creamy cookie inspired flavors. Mm. So much multi mocha swirling. Uh, I mean it. It is. I cracked it open, and it smelled like I broke up like I broke out a bag of of, uh, of of chocolate. I mean, it's it's absolutely delicious and smooth. And this one is packing a punch at fifteen percent uh, alcohol by volume. So, fifteen uh, percent APV. I may be lying on my desk by the end of the pod here, but um, nice. It's fantastic. It's really good. It you don't taste. Uh, how much alcohol is in there. You just taste some some beautiful, smooth chocolate. Uh, so, yeah, cheers to Untitled Art and Eighth State Brewing. Sounds really good. Ming, have you moved on to another beer?
3: Uh, no, I'm on still this one. I drink slow, but it's amazing. Thank you. <laughs>
0: Thank <laughs> and, you, Bishop Brothers. Um, let's then take so, it right, right back into Upon Further Review. Yeah, so
1: with that, Upon Further Review, we've played this a couple times now. I will uh, remind our viewers and listeners uh, very briefly the concept of this one is I'm going to read through a series of uh, movie reviews from the past. And these are all tonight going to be the king himself, Roger Ebert's own reviews of a handful of different movies. And the team here has to guess which movie I'm talking about. Uh, feel free, please, to play along at home. Keep score and let us know at the end, you know, how you do against uh, our, our team of winners and, and Mo. Um, and so what we got here, the way that this gets scored is, uh, I'll, I'll read off the quote from, and this is just a snippet of a longer review. Obviously I'll read off the quote. You may guess up front before I give you some options, you can guess blind. And if you get that correct, I won't tell you at first, obviously, if you get that correct, that's three points. And then I'll read three, uh, multiple choice options. Those are one point. And just to clarify, because this has happened in the past, if you were right on the guess up front, but then you change your mind after hearing the choices, that does not count. Ooh. And also remember, you are competing with one another, so subterfuge is allowed and encouraged. If you know any of these movies, if you've seen it and you hear something in the description that points you to the answer or not, feel free to... Uh, you know, particularly on April Fool's Day, feel free to, to to do what you need to do. Okay, here we go. Diving in. Uh, I'll, I'll Keep me honest here. I'll try to do, like, I don't know. I've, I've got a bunch. But I'll try to do, like, maybe six or seven of these. And then, if needed, I've got a tiebreaker. So, uh, first up, number one, here it is at last, the first 150-minute trailer. This movie is together like its own highlights. Take almost 30 seconds, any 30 seconds at random, and you'd have a TV ad. The movie is an assault on the eyes, the ears, the brain, common sense and the human desire to be entertained. No matter what they're charging to get in, it's worth more to get out.
0: It has to be Armageddon. It has to be Michael Bay's masterpiece.
3: I uh, yeah, I would have gone to Michael Bay, uh, I, not Armageddon. I would have went with one of the Transformers movies perhaps. Oh, okay. But Armageddon he? 150 minutes. Yeah, I think you might be right there. I one of the Transformers movies was kind of long, though, wasn't it?
0: I, don't, I think I think they're all interminably long. Okay, so first
3: one. You can yeah. take your pick. Okay, long fair enough.
1: I'll, I- I'll hear the choices. Okay, so the choices are: let's put that at number one as uh, Armageddon, number two Independence Thanks. Day, number three The Fast and the Furious.
4: Oh wow! <laughs> Um, but what what year did
0: Ebert die uh, that's not one of the choices Yeah, <laughs> no, no no
2: no but it,
1: it's you know, a good question okay. Mom, and I'm going to preempt you by saying I've taken that into consideration in all of my choices
2: <laughs> so these are yeah. all things, um,
1: these are uh, all movies that existed during and, yeah. and all of them tonight will be movies that existed during the lifespan of one Roger Ebert uh,
3: <laughs> Roger Ebert died April 4th 2013 for reference oh, yeah.
2: very recent.
4: So
1: he did hmm. not.
0: He did not get to review "Nonstop," which came out in
2: 2014. Gotcha. Uh, John, I, I think you've got fantastic. Actually, I'm going to go with you, Armageddon.
4: All right, it's a clean sweep. I'll go Armageddon as well. Go Armageddon, Ming. Yeah, yeah, really- yeah, I mean,
3: it's got to be. Uh, um, I remember that, that movie being way longer than it had to be.
0: I, I am I am reconsidering my guess because your number two, Rowan Emmerich's masterpiece, Independence Day, is probably right up there. Fast and Furious, I don't think he would have said because it didn't start getting crazy to like the fourth or fifth movie, was my
1: understanding. Now so, to be clear, then, yeah. just to, to make sure you heard it correctly, yeah. the movie I mentioned is The Fast and The Furious. Not, I don't know what is that what does that mean? That is not the first in this in this sequence of movies. Mm. Mm. The first movie was Fast and Furious. Just putting that out there. I just think it's crazy that the two of you uh,
4: said it was Armageddon before we heard the choices. So Because it's the only yeah. thing that makes sense to me. Yeah.
0: Um, but actually, I'll let Todd reveal the answer, and then I have an interesting tidbit. Go ahead, Todd.
1: What's your final answer, Johnny? Just uh, I'm going to stick with it. I'll stick with my gut. Well, you've made the right choice, my friend. The oh, answer is... Right. All right. Well and done, Johnny. Well done, Johnny. I've got, uh, I've got John at three, the rest of you at one. Everyone's on the board uh, right off the bat. Well done.
0: All right. So the tip that I was going to reveal is how long is Independence Day?
1: Yeah. See, it's funny. I didn't even pick up. Usually I try to pull out any... I'm going to Google that. Any, any bits that, that uh, really point to the answer. And I didn't even clue on the 150 minutes being a uh, a bit of a spoiler. Ming calling that one right out.
0: Actually, actually, I'm going to help you out. It's not a spoiler. Independence Day has the exact same running time as Armageddon. So what you should have done is take credit for picking that on purpose. I love it. There you go. Okay. All right, go ahead.
1: All right, number two. And now I am faced with this movie. The most anticlimactic non-event since Geraldo Rivera broke into Al Capone's vault. (laughs) There is also a love scene, which is is shown not merely from the waist up, but from the ears up. The man keeps his shirt on. This may be disappointing for libertarians, who I believe enjoy rumpy-pumpy as much as anyone. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Yeah, I mean, God help you if you guess this one off the bat, but... Let me know if anyone wants to throw one out. If not, I'll give you some choices. I'm
0: gonna, I, I, I I, mean, just it doesn't hurt to get a three point guess out there. And I'm going to guess GeoCity's favorite film, Titanic.
1: Mm. Wow. All right. Any others? All right. We'll dive in. I've got number one, The Tree of Life. Number two, Atlas Shrugged. And number three,. Fifty Shades of Grey.
0: I'm going to go with Tree of Life. I didn't know that he was alive to review it. Non-event is the perfect way to describe that movie. Uh, Atlas Shrugged was such a, um, um, you know, made on a TV budget film. It's way beneath Ebert to review that. And what was your third option?
1: Fifty Shades of Gray. Fifty Shades.
0: I would hope it would have had more than exactly. one. Exactly. I, I didn't yeah. see it, but I would hope it would have. Anyway, I'll stick with my uh, my my first pick there. M-
1: Mike, what do you got? I'm
2: going to go with Atlas Shrugged because just for this, because he he mentioned libertarians and. Uh, yeah. Good call, Mike. You paid attention. I didn't.
4: Momo. Go at Atlas
3: Shrugs. And uh, I haven't seen any of these, but uh, I'll I'll uh, I'll make it even here. I'll guess Tree of Life as well.
0: Um, I might could be engaging in the subterfuge that you're talking about. Ooh! But but but, can I fall for it? Can I can I take that movie
1: or no? Uh, I'm afraid no. The uh, okay, right. been, uh, I mean, it's already been logged into the system.
2: Yeah, I mean, okay. I mean,
1: the intern, John Ross Cocosa, has already confirmed uh, via you know two forms of two-factor uh, authentication that uh, that's been logged. And the correct answer is indeed Atlas Shrugged. Good call, Mike. Well done, you, Mike.
0: Mike, you paid attention, Michael. Oh, I was trying to help you guys out. I know, I know, and it was a help. It didn't help Ming, but... Um... Okay, next up,
1: we've got My uh, apologies in advance if this is offensive to anyone, but I'll just read it off. Here we go. My guess is that African-Americans will be offended by this movie and whites will be embarrassed. The movie will bring us all together, I imagine, in paralyzing boredom.
0: It's got to be Driving Miss Daisy, no?
1: Uh, I'm going to guess Soul Man.
0: Ooh. Ooh. See so, um, <laughs> Thomas that's Howell.
3: See Thomas yeah. Howell's soul, man. I can't remember what year that came out, but that's the one that came to mind.
0: All right.
1: Anyone else? No one else throwing anything out? I was going to throw
2: out American History X. Ooh. Um, okay. The
4: first movie that came to mind was White Chicks, but it's definitely wrong. Oh.
1: All right. I'm going to give you your three, duly noted, I'm going to give you your three choices. Three choices are Medea goes to jail, (laughs) Black American princesses, also known as BAPs, and white chicks.
4: Oh. Oh Oh my
1: God. God.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I think he just threw that in.
1: It's on the board. It's right in front of me. I'm looking at it.
3: Yeah, it's been logged (laughs) in. Oh, apparently. Wow.
1: Johnny, what do you got?
4: I, I, wow.
1: Hopefully uh, all of you have mentally logged your answers be- so you're not influenced by John.
0: Well, here, here's the thing. Uh, it pains me to admit this, but I've never seen BAPs, Black American Princesses. Um, I'll put that on the cultural pop culture confessions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So given the two other choices you mentioned, I'm going to go with my boy Mo and I'm going to say White Chicks.
1: All right. Bing, do you, uh, you want to oh. you change your answer, Mo, or you're going to stick with White Chicks? It's up to you.
4: Yeah, I'll stick with it. I think uh, Ebert's a little too highbrow and he, he wouldn't he wouldn't enjoy a comedy
3: like that. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with you, Mo. I'm going to guess White Chicks as well. I'm
1: going to go off script here and I'm going to go with Baps. <laughs> Very interesting. All right, the correct answer is it's an acronym, ladies and gentlemen. BAPS oh, is the.
4: Wow! Mike nineteen
1: ninety-seven.
0: Gary McRae himself, a BAP, a, a Black American Prince, is uh, he? He tried to help us in the in the quotes there. Oh, Stu Greenberg, no color, purple, but Malibu's most wanted with Jamie Kennedy. We have got some good answers out there in the fans. But go ahead, Todd. Move on to the next one.
1: Bob right, we lost Muhammad. Do you think it's going to make Oh, he's back. All right, here we go. Pay attention, as you always do, to all the details in this one. Uh, this is going to start off with a quote from the movie. This sucks on so many levels. This is dialogue from this movie. It's rare for a movie to so frankly describe itself. This movie sucks on the levels of storytelling, character development, suspense, special effects, originality, punctuation, neatness, and aptness of thought. Um, Uh, Can you you actually repeat that? (laughs) Because I think... think, If I pull this one off, I'll be incredibly impressed. I'm telling you, you put some, well, you
0: did it. Roger Ebert did, but there's some clues in there, particularly the punctuation piece. Here we Can go. Can you say this?
1: This starts off with, this sucks on so many levels. That's dialogue from this movie, and it's rare for a movie to so frankly describe itself. This movie sucks on the levels of storytelling, character development, suspense, special effects, originality, punctuation, neatness, and aptness of thought. <laughs>
3: Pun- punctuation. Punctuation. Oh. Hum.
0: <laughs> all right. I'm, I'm, I'm at a, I'm at a complete loss here. Yeah, oh, I wait, no. No. Hey, can I come up with a guess? Can I come Why up with a guess? Not? I don't remember this. I don't see the punctuation coming into it. But is it clueless? Clueless? I can just see somebody saying this movie sucks. This, 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 all
1: right. Go ahead. All right. Here we go. First up is Face Off. Oh,
0: with the hot, we, We've got the Slash there, yeah.
1: I'm going to throw... we got Bob Corbill throwing in Jason X. Mm. And the last one, Fantastic Four. The Trank version.
0: Oh, because, ooh, this sucks. What's the quote? This sucks so much? This uh, sucks on so many, so many levels. I'm going to say Jason X... Is that the tenth entry in the Friday the Thirteenth franchise?
1: Wasn't that Jason in space? Gary <laughs> McRae throwing out, "I'm gonna get you, sucker!" Really good I, guy. I,
0: I would, I would, but that was one of the three choices, Gary. I can't pick it.
1: I would, have, I would have put it in there, Gary.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna get you, sucker! Oh, we gotta come hey,
2: back to that. Actually, I'll go Jason X. I'll, I'll go on the board, Jason X. 'Cause he was doing those really crappy uh um, yeah, yeah. movies
3: at that time. So yeah. Yep. Yeah. i uh, yeah, I'll guess Jason X as well. Ooh.
0: Now here's the strategy. What does Mo
4: do?
1: Oh, do you go do you go with the rest of the board or do you Mo's checking the, he's he's doing a little research. He's checking the comment section. Look at him. What is he doing? He's, is- he's watching Jason X. He's, what is
4: uh, he literally doing? I am working. I uh-huh. it, right now is month end close, so oh my god, yeah. that's what they all
1: say. Yeah. All right.
4: So may I have the uh, Mo? I'm the just choices one more time, I'm please. Just
1: throw out there, Mo. Just for your own, you Mo. know, put this in your head. See what you want to do with it. If you're still with us, Mo, yeah. Mo, do we I can hear you.
4: Hear you. Yes. Sure. Oh, there we go. I'm back. Was you are.
1: You're. I'm just. You're. You're currently down by two. So it's up. to right. You. If you want to break free and or go with the pack, it's on your it's on it's on your your choice. There's no I and team from what I hear. Right. Exactly. So All one of those choices again? We got uh, face off, Jason X, and Fan 4-tastic Four. Well, I Richard. think you'd like face off.
4: Uh, we'll go. go Fantastic Four. Roll
1: that's the what, dice.
0: That's what Richard Ankney is saying.
1: Choice, Mo. Good choice. The answer is Jason X. Oh, oh.
0: <laughs> you're fucked up, man.
1: Okay, here we go. Moving along. This movie is an agonizing experience in every category I can think of, and others still waiting to be invented. I mean, you got to—you just uh, just got to give it up for Rodriguez. He, he was a wordsmith for sure. It gets better The laws of chance suggest that something should have gone right Not here It puts a nail in the coffin of low-rent 3D But it will need a lot more coffins than that
2: Oh, okay Low-rent 3D
0: Was he alive when Piranha 3D was out?
2: Was 3D But was he still alive? Yeah What are our choices? Anybody want to throw one out there? or
0: um, That's going to be my choice that I throw out there, but I, I definitely want to hear what he has to say.
1: Gotcha. All right, here we go. The choices are Clash of the Titans, Spy Kids 3D, Game <laughs> Over, and The Last Airbender. Changing my hand
0: it's M. Night Shyamalan's Last, Last Airbender. Day. Has to be... he. I, huh? I never, ever, ever am like this personally. I, I look for things to enjoy in movies. I remember that the 3D was so clearly tacked on after the fact. It was the worst effects I had seen since I was wearing the red and blue glasses on my couch at 151 Brighton Avenue. So, yeah, that's going to be the last airbender for sure.
1: Johnny, pull your mic down a little bit. You're, you're a little echoey. There you go. There you go. Uh, I'll go last. last Air- Airbender,
3: as well as a universally hated movie, even amongst last Airbender fans. So
2: I did. I did want to see a sequel, though. But still, yeah, bad wow. movie. I'll also go
1: last. Enter Airbender. Elmo, I'm, I'm just going to throw this out there. You're two points behind. Stop it! Don't dare Stop no.
4: it. <laughs> he was two points
1: behind. I, last I will,
4: question. I will go with the last Michael
1: Fassbender. As well, <laughs> oh, Fast, Michael Fassbender is correct. 2011's last airbender. is The winner on that one. Nice. One, two, three, how many have we gone through here? That's one, two, three, four, five. What do you want to do? One or two more? You tell me. Do one more.
0: And if there's a tiebreaker, one we one go more
1: to that. And then I'll throw in a tiebreaker if we need it. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. This one. Here we go. Okay. Let's say... This movie is so bad in so many different ways that perhaps you should see it as an example of the lowest slopes of the bell-shaped curve. This is the kind of movie that gives even its defenders fits of desperation. Consider my friend James Berardinelli, the best of the web-based critics. No doubt 10 days of oxygen deprivation at the Sundance Film Festival helped inspire his three-star review in which he reports optimistically this movie has its share of pratfalls and slapsticks moment, slapstick moments, but there's almost no flatulence. Here's, here's, a critical, here's a critical rule of thumb. You know you're in trouble when you're reduced to praising a movie for its absence of fart jokes, but you have to add almost. Well, it's not South Park. A lot going on in that, that room.
0: There, there were there was almost no movie specific hints until you got to flatulence.
1: Right. You got uh, a lot to build on there.
0: Which I, I now I'm thinking like would he review Jackass type movies? I don't know. So, um, I'm going to go ahead and just say Jackass the movie. Well,
2: Sundance though it was at Sundance.
3: <laughs> yeah, Jackass the movie was not at Sundance. No.
0: Was American Pie?
2: That's another one I would think of.
0: Can I change? I can definitely change because you said we can change. Anyway, I'm going to say American
1: Pie. All right, the three that I've got in front of me right now are Nacho Libre. Oh. No, Great Movie, saving, Great Movie. Saving Silverman and American Pie. Ooh. Okay. Wow! Oh, why don't you go first, Mo? We'll go Nacho Libre. Bad pick. Bad pick. Thank you. Great, <laughs> Great movie. Great movie. <laughs> well, James Berardinelli gave it a three-star review. So there's got to be a, 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 oh, a sliver of... Okay. Um, somebody likes it out there.
3: I uh, I think Roger Ebert liked American Pie. I'm going to go with Saving uh, Sarah Silverman.
2: Saving Silverman. I think you, I think you just added the word Sarah. <laughs> oh, sorry.
3: Saving Silverman. No
2: Saving Sarah. Saving Silverman. Saving Silverman was uh, Jason Biggs, also of American Pie, and Amanda Peet, if I'm not mistaken. So, you know what? Let's go with Saving Silverman. Why the hell not? So it's down to me, right? And so,
0: I find it interesting that you chose two out of your three movies with Jason Biggs in the lead. Now, maybe there's something going
1: on there. Maybe you've got a problem with him. I don't know. Um, In the opening... A lot of thought goes into these choices, John. I try to get inside your head.
0: Well, you did a good job because now I'm all fucked. Okay? Because when I said Armageddon, I knew that was Armageddon, and so your choices just reinforced it. But when I said American Pie... And then you said sa- saving Silverman. Then I wanted to switch to that. So now I'm thinking, do I have the guts to do that or do I keep my three points of American Pie if I'm right?
2: Wow. You're you're actually deceiving yourself. I like I, that. I'm all
0: fucked here. Very, it's very Princess Pride <laughs> right now. I'm going with saving Silverman.
1: A bold choice, Johnny.
0: Is Mo okay? I mean, we're
4: worried about No,
1: no, not at (laughs) all. The answer is... Saving Silverman.
4: Yes!
1: (laughs) Very well done. Very well done. All right. Uh, So that's going to need to leave us with... uh, Do I want to report that you said to do this as the last one and then tiebreaker if we need it?
0: Yeah, that was the last one. We got to move on. My math
1: is correct. Uh, I mean, there's a very strong, strong possibility that it's not. Oh yeah, it looks like I took Ming from two to five at one point. Uh, here. <laughs> okay. so, if I didn't earn yeah. it, that's fine. Let me let me briefly correct that. That's a three, and that puts Ming at a four on that one. All right, so yeah, if we do the uh, the math on this, we've got Muhammad surprisingly last coming in with three correct answers which put you in in uh, just off the podium at fourth place. You
4: fucked up. Man. You were right there.
1: You were right there. And Ming, I mean we'll we'll get John John Ross the intern to double check all this, but uh, by my slightly drunken calculations, I've got you at four points. Okay. Which is a which is a bronze. That's in third place and that leaves a tie at the top spot between John Ross Kokosa, the original and Mike Zapsic with six points apiece. Oh. High five,
0: Mike. High five. And we're just at... keep keep it six feet away, buddy. There you go. We're
1: gonna have to go to a tiebreaker. And I'm gonna I'm gonna request that you guys choose different answers here. It's up to you to decide between gentlemen who goes first. John, John be my guest. I'll read this off. Here we go. Wow. The director of this movie, whose name is and he names it here, but it's one word. His name is one word. Okay, I understand. Go ahead. was probably issued two names at birth, but he would be wise to use the other one on his next project. It's fucked up. <laughs> is it seems The Cell starring Jennifer Lopez in 2000? And, Vin- and Vincent D'Onofrio. But go ahead. Or P-Toff's Catwoman
0: starring Halle Berry? First of all, you're amazing in putting these together. Let's just give you a round of applause here um, because this is wow. Well, I'm going to go with my gut. As soon as you said one name, immediately Tar Sims The Cell came to mind. I didn't realize the director of Halle Berry's Catwoman was a mono name as well. Um, but uh, But I'm going to go with my initial feeling. I'm going to go with The Cell the J-Lo vehicle that did not derail her career
2: as it should have. I loathe everything about Catwoman, so
1: I'm going to take that one, obviously. So. Listen, either one is a great
0: pick. Let's be fair.
1: Well, I'm very excited to announce that John Cocosa did not pull this one off. Oh, Pete like Cap- Toff pulling it off as uh, the director who should only use his other name. Congratulations, Mike. You got seven points. You are the winner.
0: First of all, can we just take our hats off to the savagery of that of that review? He was probably issued two names at birth. He should be using the other one. I mean,
1: It's pretty good. That's amazing.
0: That is pretty amazing. Right, that's gonna... why he's
1: the king. That's why he's the king.
0: All right, listen. We're going to move on here. We're going to be real quick, guys. All right? We're going to play a rousing round of older or younger older Whoa. or younger and here's how it's going to work this week there's a number of celebrities that have enjoyed birthdays and we're going to tell you the celebrity and you're going to and we're going to give you a number and you're going to have to say older or younger than that number on their birthday so we're going to start off with one of the great comedians of our time, part of Monty Python, but for a certain generation, probably remembered best for playing Rekgar in Transformers the Movie. And this is Eric Idol. Eric Idle. Wow. Is Eric Idol older or younger than eighty years old?
4: He is uh, he's just a hair older.
0: Okay. I'm going to keep track as well here. We've got mm. Mo. I'm
1: going to have to go older as well. I had him at 72 when you were talking, but that just doesn't seem old enough. I'm going to go, I'm going to go like 82.
2: Damn. Um, just so we're not, have, just so we don't have to have another tiebreaker. I'm going to go slightly younger. I, I, I thought 72 as well, Todd. So that popped into my head, and I'm like, wait a minute. So I'm going a little bit younger.
3: I'm going younger as well. I'm thinking 78, just slightly younger. That's what I'm thinking. Okay. The actual age that Eric Idle
0: turned two days ago is 77 years old. Oh, hey. I got that as – Zero points for Mo and Todd, one each for Mike and Mang. TV's comic book men. Maybe Eric Idle is on one of the lost episodes. We don't know. Okay, unfair advantage. Never heard of him. This is a show, a movie that we mentioned earlier tonight, starring the one and only. I called him inimitable. I can't think of anyone that can imitate him. Mm -hmm. Christopher Lambert, or as he was known back then, Christoph Lambert. The star of Highlander, as well as a movie called Fortress that was pretty bad, uh, celebrated a birthday this week. Is Christoph Lambert older or younger
1: than 62? I'm going well, definitely older.
3: I believe he is older as well.
1: He
4: is older. Well, he's friends with Bernard Lochner and Lambert <laughs> used to stay at the Plaza Athenae and both guys are older than 62. All right. Well, let's look it up.
0: That's all four of you saying older, right?
4: Yeah.
3: Yes. Not just me.
0: Christopher Lambert turned 63 this week. Ooh. All four of you got it right. Very good that was a hard one too okay close um, some of you guys might remember him from his uh, his role as the politician who said whatever was on his mind in Bulworth okay uh, all right. and this is and this is Warren Beatty all right but he's been around for a long time. some might know him better. As the subject of the Carly Simon song, You're So Vain, You Think the Song is About You. Of course, he was in TV series dating all the way back to the 60s. Warren Beatty. Warren Beatty. Celebrated a birthday this week. Is he older or
1: younger than 81? Oh, son of a bitch. That's literally the number I had in my head. (laughs)
4: Yes, yes. <laughs> he's
1: older. I think it's 83.
2: I'm sorry. Say again, Mike. I said he's older. I think it's 83. Right, Mike has an older
4: for him. i going to jump on with, uh, with Mike there. He's okay. He's been forever.
2: He's, almost, he's almost
0: older, than older than 81. Wow. Is it, is it, it's interesting. They were both in Dick Tracy together. That's funny you say that.
3: I uh, I'm gonna go younger, not by much, but it seems like a, I know. Oh man, he, <laughs> <it's> tough. <laughs> so I'll go. Yo- I will go younger, though. I will go younger. That's my final answer.
1: And Toddie, what do you got? So we've got we've got. I'm just flipping through the comments here. We've got Stu Greenberg calling him at 104. Oh my <laughs> gosh! And uh, Richard Ankney saying he's a thousand years old, which which may be true. He may be a vampire. Um.
4: Those are both yeah. older as an 81.
1: Well, just to disagree with Mo, I'm going to go younger.
4: <laughs> okay.
0: Uh, we've got then two olders, two youngers. That's exactly what I'm going for when I put these together. Eric Clapton this week Wait. is Warren Beatty. Warren Beatty. I, I, I'm, so, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh,
4: we could have got, got, got a free one. The next one.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. You're right. Well, that's the next one. So I won't mention it. Warren Beatty is 83 years oh,
3: old. Good job, guys.
0: Good so job. So who had older? Let's see. Mo had Mike. older. Mike was the OG. Yep. Good job, Mike. All right. Well, listen. I already gave away who our you next. Gave,
1: you just gave Mo a few extra seconds to to search for Eric Clapton. <laughs> no,
0: don't do it. Don't do it, guys. And don't look at it. I know our.
1: our, our eating some candy.
0: I know yeah. our friends. You know are 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 eager to get the answers in as well. Try to avoid it if you can, uh, or maybe not. They could be engaging in some subterfuge as well. But but Eric Clapton, old slow hand himself, rock and roll Hall of Fame member. Part of the amazing group Cream. Eric
4: That's
1: everything around me.
0: Eric Clapton. <laughs> older or younger 50. Then 77.
4: Well, before I answer, I just want to say how much better this segment is than the previous. <laughs> oh <my laughs> and it's rated really so much higher. <laughs> wow. Wow. We got
1: almost of almost a fifty fifty chance every time.
4: Right. <laughs> oh my God!
1: Unless John I'm picked going, one on the nose, just to I'm, fuck I'm going, a fuck. I'm going younger. You're going. He's you're going. Seventy-six year old. I'm going. I'm going younger as well. I'm gonna. I mean, my my faith and confidence in Muhammad is limitless. I'm going younger. I'm
2: I've going had, younger as well.
3: Yeah, I've um, got to go younger as well. Listen, wow. you guys
0: gotta killed this younger. one. Eric Clapton, seventy-five. You swept it. That's a point for
1: everybody. Bob Corbell saying, or Corbille saying, younger, he on cocaine.
0: Okay, all right. <laughs> Speaking of, of drug, who, uh, who may have had cocaine, we don't know. But uh, we do know that he's hard to touch. And we're talking about Kirk Burrell, AKA MC Hammer. Ooh. Hammer, MC Hammer. The pastor. So I want you to think about this. Okay, When was he born? How old is he? Is he older or younger than 60? Six zero?
4: <laughs> That's the number I had in my head.
0: Younger than 60. All right, we've got one vote for younger from Mike. Younger than 60. Okay? I say he's older. And we've got what? one and we've got one vote for older, okay?
1: Oh,
4: Cool jay is like 79. <laughs> Which is relevant.
3: I, and they came I, out at the same time. I'm going to say Younger as well.
0: All right, we got another vote for Younger. We got Older, Younger, Younger, and Todd, you're
4: up. All
1: right, so this older, one isn't is fair because, uh, as you may know, John, I met the man in person. Uh, oh. I, I attended the 1992 and 93 All-Star Games. And MC Hammer was sitting a few rows ahead of me in uh, in '93. I went up and said hello to him, chatted with him. And he, he told in, you how old he was. He looked in fantastic shape. He was 55, right? Time. And so I'm going to go younger.
0: Okay. All right. So we've got one Tom older. Knows the age of everybody who's left? That. That's absolutely right. MC Hammer yesterday turned 59. 58. 58. Oh. Oh. All right, so Mo doesn't get a point there. The other three guys too. but we've got two more left. Okay, <laughs> everyone is. Nick said, Nick said to cut them open and count the rings. Um, you know, we talked about Star Trek Picard last week, and she certainly had, name? and she certainly had a guest appearance on that episode. Um, she was famous for sensing tension and we're talking about counselor Deanna Troy actress Marina Sirtis Marina Sirtis
1: wow, wow. andy's andy's older
0: sister <laughs> is marina this week on her birthday older or younger than 64
1: wow
2: That's tough. I'm gonna say younger.
3: Yep. I'm gonna go younger as well. Okay,
4: we got a younger. We have got a younger. I'm gonna say exactly 64. Not a,
0: not an option. <laughs> Older or younger?
4: <laughs> younger.
0: Okay. All right. Well,
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna go by the advice of uh, Gary McRae, who puts out there, "Black don't crack." I'm gonna say younger.
0: <laughs> oh guys you all swept it last time you went the other direction marina Sirtis is 65 oh, this week she is older that's zeros across the board boom all right and now we're gonna get that's to our point. we're gonna get we're gonna get to our so there's no no uh, up or down there. We're gonna get to our final one. Good
1: addition on the fly.
0: Our final, our final one here. Okay. His picture and autograph hang in the shared universe podcast studio. Chris <laughs> Evans. Okay. He was a linchpin of the Marvel Phase One movies, and then he unfortunately had to serve as penance, starring on Agents of Shield on ABC. Um, This guy has been, you know, one of the one of the one of the great and most personable uh, actors out there. And uh, and and he's also a screenwriter. And I'm talking about Clark Gregg, Clark Gregg, Agent Phil Coulson. Oh, Mr. Jennifer Gray, married to Jennifer Gray of Dirty Dancing. That is correct, Michael. The guy is someone that can do it all. And by the way, ran into him at Chelsea Piers playing basketball. Still in tremendous shape. I don't know if uh, if uh, if that's a giveaway or not. But uh, but we're gonna have you guess right now. You're saying he was or you were? No, I'm never been. <laughs> never. Ouch. Is Clark Gregg this week on his birthday? Older or younger
4: no.
0: than 57.
4: Say <coughs> hmm. so he's 56 and a half.
0: By, by the way, if you're wondering when I said he's a screenwriter, um, he, uh, he, wrote, he wrote that movie. I don't know if you guys remember this. It was a real scary thriller with Harrison Ford and Michelle Pfeiffer. What Lies Beneath he oh, wrote he, that. He wrote that. I mean, that's crazy to me. Phil Coulson wrote that. Younger. All right, we got our first
1: vote from Mike. Oh, I had I oh, had him sorry. in his forties. I'll say younger. All right, we got, probably wrong, we, but still, we we got Mike at younger. Ella, I'll, got, I'll I'll go older. It's a young
3: looking dude. I right? say it. let's let's go older.
4: Okay, younger, younger, older, and now Mo is left. So I need you to go back to the video. And watch this because I did give my answer, but I'll give it again. Oh, I'm so sorry. What did you say? That's all right. 56 and a half, which would place him well, younger.
2: If he you had a birthday this week, Mo, you yeah, can't I be out. <laughs> <laughs> well,
4: that's, what it was, that's the reaction that's I was hoping big. for.
2: That's just the way it goes.
4: <laughs> younger. Clark,
0: Clark Greg. Tomorrow. On April second, turns fifty eight years old. Ming, fifty eight years old.
1: All done, Ming.
3: Wow, he's <laughs> a young a looking dude though. But yeah, he's. Oh,
2: tomorrow he. So today he's fifty seven. No,
0: oh, no, we said it's on his birthday. We said uh... All right, I'm gonna total up right now and see how we yeah. did. Fifty eight. Okay. We've got two ties. Mo and Todd are tied for worst place with three points each.
4: <laughs> Mike and Ming are tied with best place with five points apiece. So here it is. If I'm in last place, I want to be there with Todd. I love it. i going to be happier. It's great. We've, we're going to do a tiebreaker
0: right now. Okay. He is known as... member of the Parks and Recreation cast. Tarsim. Who, who both on the show and in real life, is a massive fan of Game of Thrones. We're talking about Adam Scott. Yes, yes, of course people remember him as the helm officer in Star Trek First Contact as well. Adam Scott. Anyone remembers that. Adam Scott. (laughs) Older or younger than 48. Ooh. What years were park and rec, Parks and Recs on? How long has it been off the air? These are things you need to be asking yourself.
4: No, well, the big question is, is he a Paul Rudd-type guy who looks that young at 50? I I can't answer that. Yes, you can.
0: I will, but in a, not, I'll put it this way. Not, not yet, I can't.
2: He is, you said 48. 48
0: is the over-under. Is he older or younger than 48?
3: Younger. I'm going younger as well.
0: That doesn't help us for tiebreakers. That's I fine. Know. I should have put them in place. All right. He I, is tried act-
1: to, I tried to lay the groundwork for you. Yeah.
0: He is actually 47. Okay. He's 47. I got to answer honestly, man. All right. You're both right. We're going to move right on to the next tie-breaking tiebreaker. Hugo Weaving. First of the m- one, First of- one
3: that answers. Yeah.
0: Whoever answers first. Fair enough. I like that rule, Mo. For the tie breaking tiebreaker, whoever answers first. He's in the Matrix, Agent Smith. He's in Lord of the Rings, Elrond. Hugo Weaving, older or younger than 61? He's older. Hugo Weaving. Is sixty years old on Mo's oh. birthday, April fourth. That means that means he's younger. And just like some teams can back into the playoffs, Ming just backed into a championship here. And <laughs> Mike got it wrong. Hey, great well done, job, man. guys. That was older or younger? Well All right, listen, we're gonna bring it home. Uh, we're gonna get right. Uh, we're gonna skip social media. Follow the week. Everyone, please, your parting shot. Anything that you want to get off your chest. Anything on your mind. Anything you want to talk about. Promote whatever. Mike, we're going to start with you because you just had a
2: heartbreaking loss right there. Your parting shot, Michael. Tell the tears are streaming down my face. Boys, thank you so much. This is it, this has been like the weirdest two weeks of my life. <laughs> um, and, and trust me, I drank for ten years, so there was a really, <laughs> really fucked up week there actually months and years. So, um, but this is, you boys give uh, uh, the Point Blank listeners, uh, fans, and uh, devotees a place to come on Wednesday nights. Um, I wouldn't miss it for the world. Thank you so much for giving me some place to come.
0: Thank you, Mike. We'd love to have you. Todd, your parting shot.
1: Uh, I'm, I'm going to echo that. It's fantastic uh, throughout this craziness to look forward to seeing you guys uh, on a weekly basis. I hope everyone listening is uh, enjoying it as much as I do. And I, I, I just want to give a shout out to Stu Greenberg, Nick Franco, like all these guys who, who are jumping in week after week who I've never met and I don't know, but I feel like I know them because of all the comments and all the love that they're throwing out to us. And I also want to just give a shout out to the color combo of Ming's your 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 and hat that are, are it's just it's just bringing a calm over me in these uncertain times Very calming colors, yes. And so I, I really appreciate it and I love you for it. Thanks, guys. Teal. That that color is teal There you go. Charlotte Hornets-esque. Ming, why don't you follow up with your parting shot?
3: I uh if you want to have as much fun as we did today, uh we can Look, right on the same platform right here. Uh go to a also, uh, me and Mike are available for podcast bookings. If you have a podcast out there, I know you're stuck at home. You're sick of talking to the same co-host over and over. Uh, book me and Mike. We will. Uh, we are comic book men. We are pop culture experts. We are award-winning podcasters. We run a studio. We've been on TV. Uh, we uh, we will add a lot of flavor to your podcast. We're kind of like the, uh, the, the Carolina Reaper Peppers of podcasting. Head <laughs> us up. And it's very, very, very inexpensive. Come have fun with us, and uh, we will have fun with you. Book us up. It's,
0: it's like the Rock, right? He's franchise Viagra, right? You add oh, it's yeah. any franchise that gets better, <laughs> and that's exactly what I think of. What I think of Mike and Ming. All right, Mo, your parting shot.
4: Well, you know the crazy thing about doing a show live is that you get a, uh, you know, updates as you're as you're talking. And I just found out I have three cousins who were just admitted to the hospital for coronavirus. No. Um, so yeah. So Samir, Tarek, and Manel, um, you know, wishing you, wishing you a very speedy recovery. Right now, it's uh, it's pretty serious. Um, so those of you who are at home, stay there. Uh, don't don't risk uh, you know catching this thing. It's pretty serious.
0: Well, listen. Certainly, we wish the best to your cousins uh, and hope for a rapid recovery. Uh, for my own parting shot. I'm going to signal something that we're going to do next week. We're going to give our point blank fans, friends, and listeners. Uh, so whether it's Nick or Stu or Pat or Gary or or, or Bob or Rick or, 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 any, or, or Athena or Suzanne or any of these. Um, and I think that's all six viewers. Uh, oh, and George, uh, we're going to give you a week to think about this. What we're going to do next week is we're going to select our combat trivia topics for the following episode. So for two weeks from now. But the way we're going to do it is you guys, the Point Blank fans, friends, viewers, and listeners, you're going to throw topics out there during a segment. And then as you throw the topic out, one of the five of us are going to claim that topic. So rather than each of us picking something that is already specifically in our wheelhouse, we're going to leave it up to you guys. We're going to take five topics from you, and each of the five of us are going to take one. And so I just want to signal that's what we're going to be doing next week. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we thought we'll change it up and, uh, and and definitely have you guys be a part of the process. So to Michael and Ming, thank you so much for keeping the podcast going during these crazy times. Uh, just speaking for myself and Mo and Todd, you know, this is something that we love to do. We're able to uh, keep us all together living in different parts of the country, and you guys are able to facilitate that. So thank you so much. To Mo and Todd, stay safe. Best to your loved ones. Uh, for those that are sick, get better. For those who aren't sick, stay not sick. And uh, to you, our Point Blank fans, friends, viewers, and listeners, thank you so much. Of course, you can download this episode, along with any episode, on SoundCloud and any of a number of other platforms at the Shared Universe Podcast Studio page. That's all for this week. Bruce, go ahead and take us out of here, my man.
3: will they shot you point.
2: shot in the back